I'm a fish boy who skates for Team X Blades with a leprechaun Who plays basketball, come to my smart house Meet my alien sister, don't come hungry Because I'll bet my mom can't Everyone and welcome to Mom Can't Cook, a decon podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Farrant, and I'm just going to open my emails here, see if I've got... Oh, I've got an email from Disney+. Plus. Oh, brilliant. Hello, I'm the other host, Luke Westaway. What's the email say, Andy? Oh, it's probably uh, a embarrassing climb down, I imagine, a retraction of uh, removing all the Disney+, Plus uh, decoms they've in brought, EMEA. They've brought Brack Brink. We saw your hashtag, Brongbringbrook, and <laughs> we knew we had to take action. That's probably what it is. Let me Legal see. action. Important updates. Oh, important update. This is important it. Important update to your this subscription is it. plan. But okay, before, here before, we go. But before you read on, Andy, I yep. just want to get ahead of this and say this is a huge moment yep. for the little guy. This is a huge moment for podcasting. I think so, yeah. This is huge for the medium. It's huge for us personally and professionally, but it's not about us. It's about all of you guys out there who... Yeah, we didn't do this for our own for no. our own ends to seek glory for ourselves, but to help no. out you. Have we, have we achieved glory? Yes. Did we seek it? No. But this, it, we couldn't have done it without all of you out there heeding the call. Yeah. Sending in those hashtags, whatever they were. Yeah. Okay, Andy, let's, let's hear this mealy-mouthed apology. Okay. Important updates to your subscription plan. Here we go. Uh, Here from, we go. Disney, from Disney Plus at mail.disneyplus.com. <laughs> okay. We hope you're enjoying Disney Plus. Well, I think I'm about to be enjoying it a lot more. When I yeah, I think so. Yeah. So warming up to this. We are updating our prices so we can keep bringing you brand new originals, the latest blockbuster movies, and the most loved binge-worthy series. What? From 24th of March, 2024, <laughs> the price of your Disney Plus premium subscription will increase. No! What? No! Increase? <laughs> How could they do this? How? Are you, are you serious to me right now, <laughs> You come into my house. You stab you me in the back. You take then, my decoms. You take. And then with one hand, you stab me. With the other, you hold your hand out f- for monies. Yeah. Give me, give me money for stabbing you. That's what Disney's saying. That's what Disney's saying. Hello, we're increasing the price of your stabbing pay, subscription. Pay us to hurt you. It'll cost more now to stab you. Pay. <laughs> because of the knife cleaning fees. Because our arms got all tired from the prior yeah. stabbing. So- Got to go and see the physio. Yeah. Got a sore shoulder from stabbing so much. Eisner's got a sore shoulder. At his age, he shouldn't be doing stabbings anymore. I am so angry. (laughs) That is unbelievable. Please do not respond as this address does not accept emails. Oh, you'll you'll accept this email. Hashtag bring back Bronk. (laughs) Accept my foot up your ass, Disney. (laughs) That is... Absolutely outrageous. Absolutely I can't believe wild. that. I can't believe weeks after they gutted the decon collection, they have the gall to put up prices. Outrageous. Well, they're probably having to put up prices because so many, there's, an, there's been an exodus from the service. Yeah. People have voted with their feet with the, yeah, and their, their digital feet and they've yeah. left. So now <laughs> they're like, well, there's only, there's only really... People have and- voted for digital feet and yeah. now all that money's going to OnlyFans. <laughs> Do they have Brink on OnlyFans? I mean, it's going to be the only if, way you can watch it soon. If so, I'm there. Eric Von Detten sets up on OnlyFans and reacts out Brink <laughs> every day. Yeah, no, I would subscribe to I, that. I would subscribe to that. I'm so mad, Luke. I've, I feel like 
I should challenge Bob Iger to a wrestle-off. Okay, well, if you're going to do that, you're going to need to have an in-depth knowledge of how wrestling works. Way ahead of you. Um, I mean, not this kind of wrestling, a different kind (laughs) of wrestling. I was going to say. Yeah, this is the movie we're doing today is called Going to the Mat. It stars DCOM royalty Andrew Lawrence. Yep. Not a great title. Luke put it in our shared Google calendar as Take It to the Mat, which isn't the name of the movie. It's, I, it's very I, hard to remember. And I had to really think about that as well. It's got big, ready-to-run energy. The confidence of wrestlers. Yeah. So this is a movie about wrestling. Wait, no, don't get excited. Not that kind. Yeah. Not the one with The Rock. Not the, un- the, iron, and- the iron claw kind of wrestling. Yeah, not that. It's about high school wrestling. Which is the one with... Um, amateur wrestling. Am- amateur wrestling. As opposed to professional wrestling, yeah. Is that really what you'd call it? Yeah, it's amateur wrestling. What they amateur. call this is Yeah, because professional wrestling is the one you see pro Hulk Hogan yeah, leg-dropping yeah. The Undertaker. Yeah. Hulk Hogan is a pro wrestler. Yeah. So if you do the other kind, you're an amateur wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can only hope to achieve the heady well. competitive heights. Of Steve Boogs and is he still is he still one? No, he got let go. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. You're thinking of Rick Boogs, and yeah, he was he was sorry, <laughs> Steve. Sorry, sorry, Steve. Rick. <laughs> look, you made a you made a literally powerful enemy today. I, I look you you. I just gave it a hundred and ten percent. God, you're such a Simon Mayo. Oh, that that's. Don't say things you can't take back. <laughs> anyway, going to the mat. It's a yeah. Disney Channel original movie about a blind boy who becomes a wrestler at school. Yes. Uh, it stars Andrew Lawrence. Uh, here's the Disney Channel to tell you more about it. Monday, the new kid in town's biggest problem isn't his blindness. Where are you from, dude? Only the greatest place in the universe. New York City. It's his attitude. Chase, do you mind me asking why you even think you'd want to try this? Just looking for a way to compete around here, coach. Now Jace is going to the mat with something to prove to everyone, including himself. Everything you got, leave it on the mat. Going to the mat, Monday at 8, 7 central on Disney Channel. Any notes on this one, Andy, before we dive in? Um... Yeah, I'd still, I mean, okay, there's a lot of wrestling scenes in this movie that are presented as sort of like exciting uh, tussle, point tussle back and forth. Who will win? Will they? Won't they? Yeah. But it, it sort of doesn't really work because the scoring is so incredibly opaque in wrestling. And there will, there will be sure. wrestling scenes where you're sort of like, oh, what's going on? And you can't tell, even when there's like a lingering shot of the scoreboard. I didn't yeah. know what was going on. <laughs> well, the scoreboard doesn't just have scores on it. It has like one long number that's a weight class. Yeah. And if you're sort of two kilograms or pounds or whatever heavier, then you have to wrestle a different boy. I feel like they could have done a better job of explaining the rules. Like you get a point for like throwing someone down, but then if the person gets out of it, they get a point. So yeah, they get, you get a point. Don't throw them for, down because then you, you... Yeah. The only way to win is not to play. Yeah. Just both of you walk away. Yeah, hit them with the tombstone power drive. <laughs> <laughs> Benny Hanna from the top rope. Is that anything? Hurricane Rana. Oh, damn it. What's Benny Hanna? Benny Hanna is a, a restaurant or a skateboarding <laughs> move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett's from the inside rope, am I right? Yep. You got it. You yeah. sound like a natural. Yeah, my trademark move, Margaritaville. Yeah. Anyway, I found the 
I found the wrestling uh, in this film quite hard to follow because I don't really understand the rules and they, I don't think they did a good job of explaining it. Also, the film is extremely earnest, mm. which uh, is fine because it's dealing with a, I suppose, a topic that engenders a sort of earnest approach, which is fair enough. But as a result of this movie being so earnest, I found it to be quite low on drama. Yes. This movie feels to me incredibly safe yeah. and straight down the line. It reminds me tonally of, I'm going to say right uh, ready to, right on, drag me to hell. Um, <laughs> cars, straight cars, uh, <laughs> straight oh, line yeah, no. cars, drag... Um. Right on track, right on track. Right on track, yes. It reminds me tonally of Right on Track, the drag racing movie. In the, yeah, it's, it's, got, ve- um, it's got Assassin's Creed 3 uh, syndrome, where it's like being way too reverent of its subject and it sort of makes everything a bit sort of dry and cumulus yeah. and dramaless. And- what, what I would say, listener, um, we know from feedback that most of you don't watch the movies, which is honestly fine, certainly in this case. If I could give you one bit of advice... I would say that during our recap, when we say T-Rex, try and imagine we're talking about an actual T-Rex. Mm-hmm. It will inject a great deal of excitement and energy into the scene playing out in your head, far more than the movie uh, actually is able to conjure. Yeah. All right. So going to the map, we open on uh, New York City, the Big Apple, home, of course, of Madison Square Garden, the traditional home of the former World Wrestling Federation, now World Wrestling Entertainment, as you no doubt know, Luke. Yeah, the WWE. Yeah, the New York Territory, of course. Uh, Vince McMahon Sr. Yeah. All that. Yep. Yep. We don't need to get into the into the history of the professional wrestling territories. I know it, but... I know it so well that I think it would be tedious for me to... To, um, to recap it all, yeah. To, re- yeah. to recap and recount it. Um, so there's some drums are going crazy. There's an organ playing, you know, one of those rock organs. Uh, some guitars are rocking out. Yeah. Andrew Lawrence is on the drums. Uh, the music sounds kind of like the music from a game show. Yeah, um, but it's it's some kind of funky church. Yeah, and a big band of kids is shredding some jazz. Yeah, including Andrew Lawrence. He does a drum solo. The crowd is loving it. His parents loving it. Loving it. Andrew Lawrence loving it. His drumming so fake. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, I did think watching this, I was like, you used to be a drum teacher, right? Yeah, yeah, I took, yes, I did, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a lot of this I was thinking, I don't think this is very good drumming. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't get me wrong, a lot of the drumming is pretty good. And okay. like, if you had, I think they've done an admirable job of making it look like Andrew Lawrence is ripping these like yeah. tumbling Tom riffs and all that good stuff and flamming that snare like mm-hmm. there's no tomorrow yeah but it it is it is pretty obvious if you're looking for it that it's like he's sort of waving his sticks around <laughs> while the camera is careful yeah. to not show any stick touching skin yeah uh yeah also andrew lawrence in this is wearing sunglasses throughout yes we haven't been told explicitly yet but uh the film is visually signifying that he is a blind person yes he, yes um so the crowd goes nuts after this performance and the title drops into frame. Uh, and it seems like Andrew Lawrence here. Yeah, take it, take it all the way to the mat, ready to mat. <laughs> and it seems that Andrew Lawrence, whose name is Jace. I'm going to call him Andrew Lawrence. So C-E. Oh, you're going to call him Andrew Lawrence. Should we do that? Yeah. 
Yeah, let's commit. Cool. Yeah, it seems like Andrew Lawrence has a pretty good life. Um, next, we cut to a scene in the park. It's daytime. A game of baseball is underway. Yeah, an affable young Andrew Lawrence is is playing baseball with his buddies. They're playing with a, a ball that that bleeps, a sort of audible ball, uh, which is neat and tells us the audience that his friends are supportive and inclusive. Yep, he's got like daredevil senses. Um, so, yeah, so he says. <laughs> yeah, well, it, he it like time slows down when the ball is being pitched to him, and he can hear like a dog barking and a horse horsing around in the background. <laughs> he sort of tunes it out like Daredevil and hits the ball. Yeah. Um, it um, turns out that he's having to move to Utah for some reason, uh, and he is bemoaning this fact to his friends. They never really get into exactly why he's moving to Utah, but it's something to do with his dad's work, um, is yeah. the vibe. Andrew Lawrence scathingly says that he reckons the only jazz they have is the basketball team. Yeah, the Utah Jazz basketball team there. A savage slam on the state of Utah. Savage. Uh, Utah sounds bleak, says his friend. Yeah. Um, so Andrew Lawrence is not looking forward to moving to Utah, but he's an optimistic, likeable young guy, mm. and he sees the best in most situations. So he says to his friends, hey guys, who wants an egg cream? Yep. I'm buying. <laughs> Now, an egg cream, if you're unaware. Luke, you had one when we were in New I York recently. A, yeah, I had an egg cream for the first time just last mm-hmm. year. Um, How I would you describe rem- it? I can't remember what's in it. Let me just remind myself what it is. Well, it's like, it's like fizzy milk. milk. Yeah, milk, fizzy water and flavoured syrup. Yeah. Um, despite the name, it contains neither eggs nor cream. And mm-hmm. having tasted one, I would have to say that adding eggs or cream would be a huge improvement. Yeah, probably. it's like a watered down milkshake. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, fizzy milk is is a good way of putting it. I didn't enjoy my egg cream. Maybe, <laughs> I remember you left most of it, yeah. Yeah, I did. I wasn't able to finish my egg cream. I bought a large <laughs> one. So sure was I that I would love my egg cream. <laughs> you would love something called an egg cream. Well, I love a cream egg. So... <laughs> It's not the and same when, thing. But when I hear egg cream, I think of a cream egg. That's reasonable. A cream yes. egg is an egg containing cream. This contains neither egg nor cream. I didn't like it. Maybe if I had like grown up tasting them, if I had a sort of affinity or something. But yeah, man, I, 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 d- I didn't like it. And I really don't buy that Andrew Lawrence likes it either. I guess it's just trying to be as New York as possible. Yeah, earlier on he complained that you won't be able to get a kosher hot dog in Utah. Mm. So yeah, because teens in New York love three things: yeah. jazz, kosher hot dogs, and egg creams. These can't tear the kids <laughs> away from their egg creams these days, can you? <laughs> it's like it's like they're in the nineteen thirties. Yes, they're like pitching a hoop and a stick down a Brooklyn street. <laughs> Oh, um, okay, so uh, you know I'm in, shouts one of Andrew Lawrence's friends who must never have had an egg cream before. <laughs> uh, next, we get shots of Utah because we're moving already. Free egg cream. It's rural, industrious. <laughs> yep. Uh, we it's... see the, the family is driving across country. Um, yep. So we see uh, America stretch out in front of the station wagon. We see a horse, the decom sign of down home country fellas. We see a big factory pumping out em- emissions. Pumping out America. Pumping out, yeah, pumping out America in gaseous form. Yeah, snow-capped peaks and mountains. Oh, yeah. It's clear to everyone that Utah is the beating heart of America. Yeah, where real folk live. Yeah, exactly. Not egg cream guzzling city slickers. Yeah, we see the new house. It's a large sort of ranch-style house. Um, It's got a balcony. 
dad is showing Andrew Lawrence the house. He, of course, can't see it, being blind. But dad made sure that they put his basketball hoop up first, the movers did. Yeah. Um, teleplay by Chris Nolan, say the credits. Surely not, says yeah. me. Yeah. I, I had but to stop and check. It's not the same Christmas. I was hope-flickered. <laughs> it's the hope that kills you. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I was meant. I was like, but Memento was before this. <laughs> Between... You a real slump after Memento. <laughs> Between Memento and Batman, he sort of quickly passed out. <laughs> to the his blind wrestler movie <laughs> for Disney. <laughs> You know, his egg cream movie that he'd always wanted to make. You do one for them, one for yourself. <laughs> so so the so the dad has installed Andrew Lawrence's basketball hoop, which uses similar audible tech. Yeah, the backboard has a sort of beeper on it, so he can yeah. know where the, the net is. Yeah. Later we see as dad watches Andrew Lawrence just standing in front of it for ages. Yeah. The, his the dad, dad looks troubled by his son's blindness. <laughs> this is a confusing shot. Yeah, it really is. Honest to God, Andrew Lawrence, he's just stood in front of the hoop, not doing anything, like still as a statue. Yeah. I was expecting some kind of reveal that the hoop isn't working properly or yeah. or some kind of follow-up, but he's just stationary. And the, the dad says... hasn't shouted action, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the dad says, are you okay, son? And he says, fine, dad, not moving. Um, and then that scene is over. Yep. And then suddenly a kid cycles up to the court. What's this? It must be one of the local youths. Mm. What's up? You moving in? That's the rumor. Name's Jace. Vince. What are you doing? I was testing. You're, uh... You can call me Daredevil. How'd you know my hand was there? Facial vision. It has to do with vibrations in the air. I can tell what people are when they move. So, like Bat Radar, declares Vincent. Yeah, Vincent starts uh, sort of jigging around him, trying to <laughs> throw off his daredevil senses. <laughs> yeah, nice try. A billy club hisses through the air. <laughs> Vince's nose is shattered. The man without fear leaps into, <laughs> leaps into action. Um, he he asks if he wants to stick around and shoot some hoops, but this uh, Vince, who we will later come to know as Fly, that's his nickname. Yeah, uh, he says, "I'm not much into sports, but I'll talk to you later." He he cycles off. Andrew Lawrence easily scores a basket. Uh, the ball sort of rolls off, and he fails to pick it up. This is probably the point where, uh, and look, I hope this wouldn't come up because it's a little bit name droppy, but I should mention, full disclosure. Andy and I have met Cleo Thomas, who plays Vincent in this movie. Yeah. We saw yeah. him win a Pac-Man 99 tournament. <laughs> if you were wondering how his career was going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, he's <laughs> good at Pac-Man 99. Yeah, I, I there's rock, no shade. I, I, I rocked up fully expecting Cleo Thomas to not really be that good at pac-man 99 but yeah. oh my god he was dude whips whips ass <laughs> he just absolutely kicked ass yeah yeah um, he did a great job uh okay so so, so that's vincent mm -hmm. next we see a scene at, at high school andrew lawrence is saying goodbye to his mum. he's wearing a cool leather jacket like daredevil mm -hmm. would yeah um he heads into school he's using his cane um but he trips on a rucksack uh, a boy yeah, some, some thoughtless child has left a loose rucksack by the door not thinking not thinking of, of people with sight issues exactly uh let me get the door for you says a boy 
who opens the door. Yeah. At school, Andrew Lawrence stands in a hallway as people stream around him in fast motion. Overlapping noise is overwhelming to him. A girl comes up and asks if he needs help. He says no. Uh, he walks off and bumps into a letterman jock. Yeah. Who says, hey, man, are you blind or something? And then he notices that Andrew Lawrence is blind and says, oops, my bad. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Lawrence responds to this with naked aggression. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I know we've only just had a clip, but I- you have to hear this. Hey, man, are you blind or something? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oops, my bad. Hey, everybody. Check it out, a talking side of beef. What's your name, farm boy? Ooh, it's one for John, one for the blind kid. Yeah, well, I'd uh, I'd punch his lights out, but it looks like somebody, somebody already has. You know that one? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one since, like, the second grade. Come on, John boy. Park your cow and take a shot. Come on, let it go. Oh, where are you going? I gotta go look after the cows. Ah, funny guy. Do you always make friends as easily? Wow, an interesting response. Yeah, I mean, he he did bump into the guy. The guy said, "Are you blind or something?" Realized he was, apologized. Yeah. And then Andrew Lawrence is like, "Oh, you mother, you mother." <laughs> it's gonna be a um. It's going to be a, it's going to be a theme of certainly the first half of this movie that Andrew Lawrence is overflowing with hatred for mm-hmm. children who live in Utah. <laughs> children the who have state the, of Utah. The state of Utah. The children, egg, the egg creamless state of Utah. <laughs> children who have the temerity to have grown up in Utah, <laughs> to so, reside in Utah, so far away from big band jazz and kosher hot dogs. <laughs> And almost every interaction he has with his peers at this school is sort of him just yelling at them about being him, from Utah. Him hissing at them about New York. <laughs> yeah. It's um yeah. it's very what there's an there's an odd energy <laughs> surrounding yeah. Andrew Lawrence. He uh, asks this girl how how big the guy was, and she says he's the captain of the football team and the wrestling team. Major oops, says Andrew Lawrence. Um, the girl introduces herself. She's Mary Beth Rice, and she's going to be one of his readers. Um, so she'll be reading books for him because being blind, he's unable to read books himself. And so the school has assigned readers to help yeah. him with his studies. Mary Beth has gone far out of her way yeah. uh, to volunteer and to help Jace Andrew Lawrence to read in school. Yeah. So how does Andrew Lawrence uh, greet this this girl? He screams, <laughs> why? Because it looks good on your college application. <laughs> Uh, he sort of sneers that into her face. And then um, she says, she's... actually, I'm doing it for the money. And then the scene ends and, and he sort of smiles to himself. He smiles to himself, realising that he's met someone very special. <laughs> so the, the electorate to his daredevil. So Andrew Lawrence arrives at Spanish class. He walks into the room, loudly slagging off Utah. Um <laughs> As he is led to his seat. Um, where- he's screaming about how he's from New York City, you ro- yokels. Yeah, and they then say- he, he asks them to be impressed. He says, "Where?" someone says, where are you from, dude? And he says, only the greatest place in the universe, New York City. <laughs> and he does say it a bit like that. Yeah. Am I supposed to be impressed? Says a boy. Obviously, says Matthew yeah. Lawrence. And then when they aren't, he claims it was a joke. Yeah. So this is our, our hero anyway, the likeable yeah. hero. Likeable hero. So he sits down. And then who should sit next to him? Uh-oh, it's farm boy John from the interaction before in the hallway. Mm-hmm. It's the jock who he bumped into. His name is John. He's also in this class. Oh, dear. 
Now, we don't linger on here for too long because the movie wants to do a few more scenes of Andrew Lawrence being fairly unbearable. <laughs> being a total asshole, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we cut to a music class, which is being led by Wayne Brady. Um, he, he's conducting them in a, a performance of Bach. A.K.A. Mr. Wyatt is the teacher's name. Yeah, I've just got him as Wayne Brady, but that's fine. Mr. Wyatt fine. Is, yeah. is fine. Um so they're all playing Bach. They're all kind of cooperating and doing a nice bit of music. And then Andrew Lawrence just kicks into a sick drum solo. Yeah. In the middle just of it. Just obnoxiously powers up a powerful funk groove. Yeah, overpowering everything, throwing the song completely off. Everyone stops. Yeah. Uh, Vincent, the, the kid on the bike from before, is also here. He's at the piano and he starts riffing some blues on the piano. Wow. Turns out Vincent, pretty good at the piano. Yeah. Uh, the teacher, Mr. Wyatt, realises that jazz is at risk of breaking out. So he, he calls a halt and as he storms over... It is clear from his bearing and the way he walks that he is also visually impaired in some way. Um, he sarcastically says to Andrew Lawrence that he didn't know there was a drum solo in Buck. He says, you are the first person to be that brilliant in over 300 years. And he sort of forces the class to do a sarcastic clap. Yeah, he tells uh, Andrew Lawrence, don't, don't come into my class and assume you're better than anybody else. Everyone is an equal. I'm sorry, all right, I just... Forget it. You wouldn't understand, says Andrew Lawrence. And then when Wayne Brady leans in and goes, my guess is I understand better than anyone. And he walks back to the front of the class and the girl next to him says, in case you didn't realise, he's just like you. That's right. A total asshole. <laughs> so, so the thing that's happening in this scene is that Andrew Lawrence is blind. Mr. Wyatt is also blind. Yeah. But Andrew Lawrence doesn't know that Mr. Wyatt is also blind because he's blind. Yeah. So and presumably Mr. Wyatt doesn't know that Andrew Lawrence is blind because he's blind. But he must. Because Mr., Mr. Wyatt says, my guess is I'd understand better than anybody. So I, like, I think my, Mr. Wyatt must have been told. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Heads up. There's a new kid in your class today. Yeah. And just to let and you know, he's, he is blind. Just to let you know, he is an asshole. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the character of Mr. Wyatt is baffling to me in this movie because <laughs> let imagine you are Mr. Wyatt. Uh -huh. You are a music teacher at a high school. You are blind. And suddenly, who should appear at your high school but an unbelievably talented jazz drummer who is also blind and feeling out yeah. of place. Everything is trying to pull this movie in the direction of it being a sort of heartwarming story of Mr. Wyatt taking Andrew Lawrence under his wing. This uh, this movie wants to be about jazz. It wants to be about yeah. music because we also, we've just seen Vincent just demonstrate, oh, hey, by the way, I I'm kick ass at piano. I'm incredibly proficient at jazz piano. Yeah. I'm incredibly proficient at jazz piano. The, the obstacle to this happening is that Mr. Wyatt, the teacher, isn't very nice to Andrew Lawrence and doesn't, <laughs> and doesn't seem to like him. How Their do you not... relationship is immediately antagonistic. <laughs> like, the relationship is sour right from the word go. Even though they have this visual impairment in common and both love jazz. They're the only people in the state who do. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> do you... You, know, you know how, like, a sometimes a story will just, like, find its way out yeah. without... If you're if you're writing something, sure, it really feels like this this script kept trying to become a sort of heartwarming blind <laughs> jazz movie, and yeah. the writer was like, "No, it's no! A wrestling movie." It kept like smacking it back into a wrestling movie that it didn't yes. want to be. Yes, it feels exactly like that, and the only way that they figured out around it is just to sort of have every interaction that Andrew <laughs> Lawrence has with 
what should be his inspiring teacher, Mr. Wyatt, be Mr. Wyatt telling him he hates him. <laughs> Bollocking him and telling him Bollocking him and saying he hates his whole deal. Yeah, and like, they don't really spend a lot of time together. They just sort of occasionally bump into each other in corridors and yell at each other. Yeah. So anyway, uh, another kid says, in case any, nobody told you, he's just like you. Andrew Lawrence clocks what's happened and he says, wow, talk about the blind leading the blind to a, a reasonable it's, laugh from the room. It's a good laugh. Yeah. Oh, you're a f- clown now, shouts Mr. Wyatt. <laughs> he says, everybody oh. look at the clown. He says, oh, everybody, look at the clown. He says, hey, clown, if you want to juggle and sword swallow, that's next door. Now, <laughs> let's play Bach the right way. Yeah. And they and Andrew Lawrence sort of nervously stuck. Well, instead of saying what the film wants him to say, which is, hey, come see me after class. I'm, uh, I'm putting together a, a kind of band that I've been hoping to put together. But, uh, hey, we've got no drummer and like there aren't a lot of jazz musicians here. But yeah. Mary Beth... Uh, Man, she she she's great on the clarinet. Vincent here, he's wicked on piano. Um, even John, the hated jock, yeah. has a secret talent for for the upright, upright bass. bass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the movie's like, no, it's a wrestling. It's, <laughs> it's about wrestling. But, but why is it about wrestling? <laughs> You've got this whole jazz thing. And then we could listen to jazz music instead of watching confusing wrestling yeah. where people are just sort of rotating around on each other's backs. <laughs> this movie could be a like whiplash, but good vibes. <laughs> like a friendly whiplash. Instead of, yeah, two boys like just doing turtle shell rotations on each other. Yeah, exactly. Just so, sort of holding uh, each other's shoulders and rotating and then yeah. flipping around then in sit- slow motion. And then sitting, sitting down and turning over. <laughs> sitting down and wriggling. <laughs> So, back in the corridor, uh, Vince has the bad luck. Vincent, he has the bad luck to bump into a jock. This jock is called Luke Nolan. Um, Luke Nolan says, hey, Fly. Fly is Vince's nickname because he's yeah. so sm- small of stature. And uh, they, th- there's a sort of tense standoff between them. Andrew Lawrence interjects with more unnecessary... Dickery. Uh, dickery. He shouts, yeah. hey, John boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sh- hey, you ever heard of a yellow taxi cab? <laughs> hey, we John boy. Hey, John boy. Empire State Building. You ever heard of it? <laughs> Name three items from the Katz's deli menu. You can't. <laughs> I thought you were going to say name three items from Cats the Musical, <laughs> which debuted on Broadway. Broadway in New York City. City. Yeah, he's pretty insufferable. Um, yeah. We cut to the two of them, um, Fly and um, Andrew Lawrence, playing basketball. Um, Last year, my band played the Christmas show at Rockefeller Center, says Andrew Lawrence, unsolicited and unprompted. <laughs> Likeably. It was the best day of my life. He says, it was awesome. Kids were dancing and screaming. One girl even wanted my autograph. Mm. Uh, and It's Vince not says, like that here, explains Fly. Band guys yeah. are the lowest of the low. At football games, it's a good night if no one throws empty cups at our heads. Mm. He says, uh, here, band guys are like sea monkeys, the lowest Mm. form of life. I've just written down, don't talk to Andrew Lawrence about sea monkeys. (laughs) Monkeys? Uh, In New York City, we've got a little guy called Kong. You ever hear of him? (laughs) Climb the Empire State Building, you don't even know what that is. What does the guy have to do in this joint (laughs) to be accepted, says Andrew Lawrence, who has had one day at school in which he antagonised the football captain, told his Spanish class 
that everyone should be impressed he's from New York, ruined the music recital with an unsolicited drum solo, insulted his teacher, and then antagonised the football captain again a second time. What does a guy have to do <laughs> in this joint to be accepted? What have you got to do? I listed all the boroughs of New York out loud <laughs> through the school intercom. <laughs> I told everyone about Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> what, are you, what are you going to do around here? Jeez. It's like, I feel like I'm on the Staten Island ferry over here. Yeah. Um, so Vince says that basically you have to be a jock to be accepted. Mm. Yes. Vince says that uh, you're a better basketball player than, than me and you can't even see what you're doing. He's trying to sort of convince Andrew Lawrence that he should be a jock. Yeah. Uh, he then apologises for saying that. I've heard worse, says Andrew Lawrence. And mm-hmm. we cut to basketball class. I've heard worse from Andrew Lawrence to other <laughs> children in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's but, yeah. Yeehaw! Hey, John, boy! <laughs> Woo! It's a simple country folk. How hey, many it's... fingers am I holding up? It's simple, John. <laughs> <laughs> Playing his oh. banjo on a hayride. <laughs> well, un- unhitch your mother from the wagon she towed down here. Let her have the rest of the day off. Ever heard of a little thing called syncopation? <laughs> Ever heard of a little park called Central Park? <laughs> Ever heard of Friends? Ever heard of Phoebe from Friends? She's a close personal friend. Never <laughs> uh, uh, heard of the Brooklyn Bridge. Only Moses so- in the building. <laughs> Seen Independence Day? You know what the aliens blow up first? That's right. New, New York, York City. City. <laughs> Wait, hang yeah. on. Did they blow up the right. White House first? Damn. District of Columbia. <laughs> I can't remember. Got you there. <laughs> okay, so basketball class. The kids are being sorted into teams and we meet the coach, Mr. Phil Rice. He's going to be an important character in this movie. Yeah, he has the same name as Mary Beth, you may notice. Yeah, you may notice. Phil Rice, welcome to Homestead. Thank you. You might want to use this time to go do some homework or something. Uh, no, I can do this. I used to play basketball all the time at home. Not to be rude, but how? With a bounce pass only rule. And we had a beeping backboard so I could tell where the hoop is. Well, I'm certainly going to look into getting one of those, but for today, you'll have to sit out. The uh, bleachers are over here. Beep, beep. Thank you. So it seems like basketball's not going to work out for Andrew Mm -hmm. Lawrence. The school is uninterested in accommodating his disability. Yeah. If only he was an extremely talented drummer. Hmm. And <laughs> but there's simply no way. There's simply no way for him to have an exciting extracurricular life. Yeah. We cut to the Spanish class. Uh, the football captain, um, whose name I wrote down, but I can't remember it now, but it's got an X in it, weirdly. Oh, you remember his John. Name? Yeah. Let's I, I, just say John. You Lambricks. can just be John. Lambricks. Yeah. John Lambricks. Good name. Yeah. Um, he So the football captain, John Lambricks, is called on to say his Spanish numbers. He gets it wrong. Andrew Lawrence gets it right. But Lambricks, um, shamefaced, then looks over and notices that Andrew Lawrence has a recorder on his desk and it's full of voice notes of stupid things Utah locals have done <laughs> with reminders to make fun of them about it. Like the girl who thought an egg cream was shampoo. I mean, hello, get out much? Talk about living on planet Hill, Billy. <laughs> that is verbatim a voice note he has <laughs> recorded for himself. Now look. Reminding him to make, <laughs> to make fun of her later. 
this 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 scene is quite hard to unpick because of course <laughs> the reason that Jace has a tape recorder is because he needs one because he's he's blind and it's useful to him. He can't yeah, he, it's easier way to take notes. Yeah. Uh, so that's why he has it and so it is extremely cruel and uncool for John the Jock to to pinch it and play his voice notes out loud. But on the other hand, when he plays the voice notes out loud, they say, don't forget to email my New York friend Pete about the genius girl who thought an egg cream was shampoo. Hello, get out much. Talk about living on Planet Hill, Billy. Like, try and get inside the mind of someone who says that out loud to themselves. This isn't oh a note that he's sending to Pete. This isn't a voice note for Pete. This is a note for Andrew Lawrence to remind him to email Pete a mocking email about a girl yeah. who thought egg cream was shampoo. About a girl who doesn't know what an egg cream is because she was born after 1936. <laughs> yeah, the genius girl who thought an egg cream contained egg. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Probably doesn't even know who Jimmy Fallon is. <laughs> <laughs> Rockefeller Plaza, ever hear of it? <laughs> Yankees. Ever heard of them? <laughs> Let me tell you about a little square we got. It's called Times. <laughs> Perhaps you've heard of it. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so unlikable. <laughs> so, the teacher asks what all this hubbub is, and Andrew Lawrence tells the teacher that somebody took his tape recorder. Mm. Now, before the teacher can sort this out, the fire alarm goes off, and the teacher shouts, let's take this seriously, and charges for the door. <laughs> With his shoving elbows children, out. Shoving children to the floor. <laughs> all of the kids sprint out of the room, leaving Andrew Lawrence yeah. all alone and unable yeah, to... No one helps him. No one helps him. He he has he sort of stumbles and has to find his way out of the room yeah. all by himself, point, obviously he's struggling. Pushed, he's pushed and he falls over. Yeah. No one's helping him. He loses his uh, his white stick. Yeah, and then he's he he finds a door, but it's it's one that it's one of those fire doors that's lo locked. So he's yeah, you know, one of those good fire doors that's locked yeah, in case of fire. He's like hammering it, trying to open it. Yeah, he's um, yelling for help. He's he's obviously really scared. He's the only one left in the school. He's hammering on the door. Suddenly, we see somebody grab his shoulders and guide him safely outside. Now, yeah, it's, we, it's John Lambrix. Yeah, we the audience see that it's John the Jock, mm. but. Andrew Lawrence doesn't know that, of course. He doesn't know who guided him out. And outside, yeah. the kids, including Mary Beth, regard him with a sort of a mixture of disdain and yeah, casual describe, disgust. I'm interested to know what you think. Because they lead him out of the school and then the entire school is standing there just staring at him. Yeah. But not with any... I couldn't really pass the emotion they were supposed to be conveying, all these kids. They were just all staring slack-jawed at him. I... I... It's... There are a few points in this movie where you get the impression that what they really wanted to happen narratively were for some high school kids to make fun of Andrew Lawrence because he is a blind he's person. Blind and can get out of the school quickly. Yeah, but I almost feel like the film doesn't really want to put anything that unpleasant in its movie. This comes no. back to what I was saying at the top of the show about earnestness and a lack of drama as a result. It's like... Sort of Andrew Lawrence deals with adversity, but but also at every time where you think narratively it would make sense for someone to be cruel to him and present an obstacle for him to overcome, they sort of just do nothing. Yeah, I think this is the point where they would have gone, ah, you idiot, you couldn't even get out of the school. 
nice seeing things jerk. Yeah. But the movie the movie is just like we, we are like, uh, So we'll just do. what we'll do is just have them sort of stare at him weirdly. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't it doesn't it I would be it would be cool if it went the other way and everyone in school was chill and supportive. Yeah. And and you know, a, a different story was you could still have the same story. But now you just get this weird middle ground. Yeah, yeah. It's it 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 is an odd vibe. Oh also, let's like let's take a minute to really wail on the Spanish teacher. Because he was literally in the middle of a conversation <laughs> with, with a blind, blind person, <laughs> with a, a blind kid in his class, and then it's like... The fire alarm goes... And the he's fire like, alarm goes off mid-sentence, and he's like, run for it! And like, run. there's no... Everyone for themselves! There's no part of this teacher that's like... Maybe the oh, fire will use itself up, burning up that blind kid. <laughs> maybe he's never not like, oh, maybe this new kid... Like, even if, even if he... Even if he wasn't blind, he might not know the way out. He's new. It's his he first day know. of school. He, he doesn't, doesn't know the way out of the school. Run! Run! <laughs> Jesus Christ, run! It's all gone backdraft. Get your elbows out. Leave Andrew Lawrence. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Throw him to the ground. <laughs> so, yeah, this teacher sucks. Um, okay. At home at night. Oh, God. Andrew yes. Lawrence is shredding electric guitar because there's nothing musically he can't do. Yep. He switches to the drums. Mum and dad here. It's like a sort of flash dance. He's he's getting his feelings out through music. Yeah. Um. The, he's playing the drums. The drum footage goes all low frame rate, <laughs> so you know it's like meaningful. Yeah. It sort of goes into that kind of choppy slow mo. There's a few instances of slow motion in this movie, and I get the impression that at the point of filming. They didn't know that it was going to be slow-mo in the edit. So it's not been shot at a high frame rate so that it could be slowed down. No. So when you think of slow-mo, you're probably it's probably not what you're thinking. It's that kind of slow-mo like when you have to imply someone's on ecstasy. It's more like that. It's kind <laughs> yeah, of like, it's like there aren't like, enough frames. There aren't enough frames. It's like really stuttery sort of motion blur thing. So it does look like Andrew Lawrence has just taken something and it's just taking like, a load of ecstasy in his face. Just, yeah, just going ham on the kit. Elsewhere in the house. His parents sigh. They can hear from his furious drumming that he's having a hard time at school. It's a very short scene. We're back at school now. Um, Wayne Brady's welcoming people into his class. Andrew Lawrence and Mary Beth, um, she's reading to him about uh, the indigenous American people and how settlers viewed them to be naive and uncivilised. Welcome to my world, scoffs Andrew Lawrence, which, again, a likeable character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> comparing himself to the... Uh, yeah, welcome to my world, he says unwisely. Mm. He's very angry. Mary Beth tells him, listen, Andrew Lawrence, people don't care that you're blind. They're turned off because they think you're a total snob. Mm. And Andrew Lawrence is surprised and alarmed to hear that his constant hectoring of these rubes hasn't gone down well. Yeah. So he, he's <laughs> been given food for thought. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, he's like, what do, you, what do you mean? I mean... What do you mean? What do you mean? You, you, you sound like someone who's never heard of Madison Square Garden. Yeah, you sound like someone who doesn't know about the Statue of Liberty. You sound like someone who's never had a slice of a pizza pie. (laughs) (laughs) So we cut to the football game. Jace is up with the band kids in the stands because this movie is trying desperately to be about band kids. (laughs) Really trying to yank the wheel back in the band kid direction. Uh, The jocks ask why he isn't playing. um, And then they have a genuinely unpleasant bit of banter with each other. Let's hear it. Yeah. Why aren't you out there playing for the home team? Oh, I was going to, but my seeing eye dog kept pawing everyone's helmet off. Ah! You're a funny guy. Ah, I don't see you laughing. Oh, wait. You're the one who's supposed to be making the lame blind jokes. 
You know, I would love a real chance to take that guy down. <laughs> I really would. Maybe you should go out for a team. <laughs> Please don't make an archer. Oh, yeah, that's good. Look out! <laughs> I was thinking wrestling. I'm sorry. I think she said wrestling. <laughs> Can he do that? Please, don't encourage her. Why not? You could go out for our wrestling team. My dad's a coach. He and I went to the regionals last year and saw this blind kid from Denver who won his weight division. So I'm I'm not convinced how mean John was being in that inter John the Jock was being in that interaction. Yeah. I, I suppose it was sort of mocking. But yeah. Andrew just, Lawrence just, really went off. It's just a real unpleasant energy uh, <laughs> yeah. in this movie. He does this like he responds to everything with this sort of like exaggerated, sarcastic. And it's, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a New Yorker, isn't he? I don't know if he mentioned. Yeah. Ever heard of The Godfather? Yeah. Some of that was in New York. Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Ever heard of Gangs of New York? Starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Guess where it was set? New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Start spreading the news. (laughs) Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Come on, join in, you Utah scum. It is New York Minute. (laughs) (laughs) Why is no one singing with me? You scum. You probably don't know how to sing and have never heard of jazz. We invented music in New York and didn't let it out of the state borders. So at home, Andrew Lawrence is researching wrestling. It turns out that blind wrestlers compete on pretty much the same level as sighted wrestlers. The only special consideration afforded to blind wrestlers is that they and their opponents begin each match in full contact position. So instead of facing off and then, like, locking up, they start off in a lockup. Yeah. Fine. That's it. So it seems like this is something that Andrew Lawrence could compete in. So he picks up the phone and he calls Mary Beth and says, OK, I'll do it. We don't hear Mary Beth's side of the conversation, but there's a long pause. And then he says, stop laughing. And then there's another long pause. And he says more loudly, stop laughing. And then he bangs the phone on the floor six times and then hangs up. Which, I mean, it definitely makes it seem like Mary Beth was playing some kind of prank, doesn't it? Like, Yeah. Well, this is the kind of um, screenwriting twist that Christopher Nolan is, is known for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Andrew but, Lawrence looks down at the tattoos that cover his arms and chest. <laughs> Realises he can see them. Maybe play the drums instead. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah pretty, pretty good from Chris Nolan there. <laughs> we cut to the locker room of the wrestlers. Echoes of Inception. <laughs> Fly is going in for wrestling too. Um, He's apprehensive about it. The jocks all look surprised. The coach comes in. They explain that they're keen to try. Starting from scratch would take an incredible amount of hard work, says the coach. Great, I love hard work, says Andrew Lawrence. Fly is less uh, enthusiastic, but he agrees as well. Andrew Lawrence says he's just looking for a way to compete around here. And the coach gives them a huge stack of VHSs of wrestling matches to watch. He says that it's Fly's job to watch them and narrate them to Andrew Lawrence, because of course he cannot see them. So yeah, I bet Fly's glad he made friends with Andrew Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's now right. competing in a sport he doesn't want to. And having to describe wrestling to Andrew Lawrence. Yeah, how is he going to audio describe it in any sort of useful way? He doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> he doesn't have the vocabulary of wrestling. He, he'll have as much chance as I would of audio describing yeah. wrestling. Oh, he's sort of spun around him a bit and now he's on him. They're both wriggling. He's spinning. 
They're twisting and spinning. He's wriggling. They're twirling. He's wriggling like Billy-O. Twirling. Everyone's twirling on their ever feet. Onwards. <laughs> Everyone's on their feet. I think his arms popped out. <laughs> you have a very, very weird idea of what wrestling is. Yeah. So mum and dad are having tea with Andrew Lawrence in what looks like an airport departure lounge. Probably because it is. <laughs> yeah. Mum can't understand why he'd want to wrestle because it's so sweaty. Andrew Lawrence explains that everyone does sport around here. Except for when I'm with Fly, I'm the blind guy or I'm invisible, says Andrew Lawrence. He's just desperate to fit in. Mm-hmm. Well, sort of. He's like... I mean, if he were desperate to fit in, he would stop talking about New York all the time. It's like he's partial... He's sort of desperate to fit in, but he's also desperate to just to own Rube yeah, to, John, <laughs> the yokel jock. Yeah, he's, he's desperate to fit in, but also have the elevated status of a New Yorker. Yeah, among course. these, among this scum from Utah. <laughs> so, so it's time for the weigh-in. The coach weighs Andrew Lawrence and Vince, aka Human Fly, mm-hmm. and he says he tells Vince. That weight class is open in a way that makes clear that the coach expects Vince to be dead soon. Because <laughs> well, they have no other wrestlers that he's small. He's so very, very yeah. light. They have no other wrestlers that light. Because, presumably, I mean, there it's obviously a weight class that's open. Yeah. So maybe they should like try and find one. I, I don't know how it works. Are you not leaving points on the table if you show up to a wrestling meet without a hundred and three pound wrestler? Yeah. yeah. If the other because the other teams have a hundred and three pound wrestler, do they not just sort of? Walk into the middle and go. I win just by get default. Ten points, yeah, man. They, they sweet throw life. a like throw a sack of flour in there, and he just pins it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've won all my matches. Did I have any opponents? Not important. Andrew Lawrence is 143 pounds. That puts him in the same weight category as Bully Luke from earlier. Yeah, but um, they need a backup for that spot, so that could work for them. Says the coach. Yes, the coach, however, offers this sobering warning: if you want to earn the right to compete in a league meet. No clue what that is. <laughs> you have to win your weight class in a wrestle-off, which I hold every two to three weeks. Yeah, I don't know why he says this, because in retrospect, having finished the movie, <laughs> that's not going to... No, he, do- no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So, fine. The way he describes it as well makes it sound like he's in a Shang Tsung throne watching these boys wrestle. <laughs> it's like, as well as the sort of regular state competition I hold, unlicensed death matches. Like, silence! <laughs> you will now compete for my favour. Pull out his heart! <laughs> yes, finish him. Become the wrestler you were meant to be. So now we get a, a training montage mm. of all the kids training. Andrew Lawrence is struggling somewhat um, with the routine and uh, the jocks are sort of making fun of them. Yep. Andrew Lawrence throws his head back and headbutts the guy in the face. Yeah, he headbutts this guy and uh, the, the, the jock says, great job, coach, putting someone on the team who can't see what he's doing. Yeah. Another boy says, this is what happens when you hire the handicapped. Yeah, that's John. That's that's... That's yeah, Lambricks himself. Evil John Lambricks. And then Andrew Lawrence has a wrestling match with a boy who is like hissing blind jokes into his face. Yeah. Uh, what's your favourite nursery rhyme? Three blind mice. What's your favourite band? Is it Third Eye Blind or is it Blind Melon? He says. <laughs> so in response to this, Andrew Lawrence... What's your favourite kind of window covering? Is it blinds? In response to this, Andrew Lawrence knees the boy as hard as possible in the nuts. And, <laughs> I mean, that's what it looks like, right? Yeah, it really does. He yeah. sort of like hoofs him hard in the testicles and pins him to the floor. Andrew Lawrence is understandably tearful with emotion, but obviously this is not what wrestling is all about. So later yeah. in Coach's office, he's being What's given... What's your favourite kind of forced bet in poker? Is it the blind? What's your favourite <laughs> kind of alley? <laughs> 
Imagine if his favourite band was Blind Melon. <laughs> it's hard to imagine. Yeah. Have you heard them? <laughs> oh, boy. So, okay, so we're now in Coach's office. Yeah, he's And Coach is giving Andrew Lawrence a bollocking for hoofing Luke in the testicles. <laughs> the thing is that in this scene, there is a chocolate donut, like, front of shot. Yeah, it's like for the, the conversation. shot is frame, framed around this donut. Yeah, it's like there's a donut, a large donut in focus, centre frame, and sort of blurrily in the edges, we see if the rest of the scene is happening. It's, <laughs> Do you think this was just before lunch? Everyone's I don't. Really yeah, hungry. like I think the camera person is just sort of lets the lets the lets the viewfinder drift down, <laughs> slowly mm. zooms in on the. <laughs> If the lens touches the donut and it gets stuck to it, he can retract it back in and eat it. Yeah. There's an extended cut of this scene where you see donuts all stick to the lens. And then a sort of... As the camera zooms out. A little hand comes out. A little hand cuts it and then you can hear... Oh, that's good. Yeah. I've got the quick energy I need to finish filming this nonsense. <laughs> sort of loving close up of this chocolate donut. <laughs> sort of glistening, glistening icing on Coach's desk. <laughs> it's so weird. So anyway, yeah. uh, the coach says that wrestling isn't about brute strength. It's about intelligence, Jace. Um, and Andrew Lawrence slash Jace says, are we done? And storms yeah. out. And then as he storms out, the camera once more lingers on the donut. <laughs> it is a nice looking donut. It is, I yeah. I mean, yeah, I would, I would eat it. Uh, we cut to Andrew Lawrence and Mary Beth. They're talking about wrestling. The first meet is coming up. Mary Beth says it's against... scrimmage. The... <laughs> Sorry, scrimmage, whatever. Scrimmage, the first scrimmage. Mary Beth says it's against the Wasatch Cowboys. Cowboys? Mmm, it's too delicious, shrieks Andrew Lawrence. Does their gym have a hitching post out front? Do their uniforms come with ten-gallon hats? Oh, oh, it's all too much. <laughs> For us high society. I shall, I shall write to the Algonquin round table. <laughs> this will be in the whispers and murmurs column in the New Yorker. <laughs> oh. oh, no. If I'd known we were going to get on this tear, I would have made a big list of New York things. New York things. <laughs> Hang on, let me find some more. New York things. No, not New York things to do. New York things to reference in a podcast. In the city that never sleeps, we have, don't do a scrimmage, we do a jazz. <laughs> so anyway. Where I come from, scrim Lawrence. scrimmage is a notable jazz musician. Yeah, yeah, Dubai a scrimmage. Um... So Andrew Lawrence is submitting uh, this delicious Cowboys stuff to the Shouts and Murmurs column in The New Yorker. Yeah. Um, but Mary Beth is like, hey, you're doing that thing again where you belittle the state of Utah. And he's like, oh, right. And then she explains... Oh, yeah, sorry. Stop yeah. belittling Utah and all of its residents. She explains that this is an ancient rivalry and that their star player... T-Rex Turner. A real T-Rex. Has been John has been John Lambrix's arch rival since forever. For 65 million years. <laughs> it's a rivalry 65 million years in the making. <laughs> T-Rex Turner is the only wrestler that John has never beaten because of course he is a force a fully grown adult male T-Rex. <laughs> mature mature adult T-Rex. It says something about John's wrestling ability that he's alive. He's never he was able him. to hold the T-Rex to a draw. <laughs> so we cut to the scrimmage. What an odd word. Mm -hmm. John confronts T-Rex Turner, yeah. who I have to say delivers his lines 
very memorably. (laughs) (laughs) You're going down, my man, says John. Yeah, all over you for the pin, says Says T-Rex Turner. Turner. Let's, let's, I just want to hear, let's just hear that little bit. I just love how T-Rex Turner does his lines. You're going down, my man. Yeah, all over you for the pin. So there is a bristling face-off with rival teams sort of rushing to confront each other, but with T-Rex Taylor's... well to deliver the, the lines with a dinosaur larynx, to be yes, honest. Yes, of course. I'm bearing in mind that all he would be able to emit is a sort of low, thrumming honk. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's good, good that he formed that into words. Yeah, words. yeah, it is. It's impressive. So there's a bit of a face-off, but with T-Rex Taylor's threats to go down all over him, ringing in his ears, John walks away. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he said. It is it's, what he says. It's nothing funny about it. Yeah, all over you for the pin. Yeah. The coach sees this <laughs> simmering <laughs> sexual tension, and he says, I've changed my mind, Lambricks. You're sitting today out. Yeah. I'm not going to have you get into some personal grudge match and get hurt before the season even starts. Exactly. The coach explains, John, this is your last shot at a state title. The last thing we want is you getting wrestling practice before the season even begins. <laughs> yeah. So, You're a senior. This is your last chance. So yep. go and sit down and set an example for the younger guys. If you wrestled today, you could get dangerously good at wrestling. <laughs> you from get wrestling XP. From doing it lots. Yeah. So anyway, Luke ends up going up against T-Rex Taylor. Mm. Wrestling occurs. We see our first wrestling match of the movie. It is. This would be a great point to have someone explain wrestling, but they don't. No. Instead, there are a lot of leg grabs. Luke is getting suplexed all over. It is presumably a lightning fast chess game of strength and reflexes, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Luke gets suplexed hard onto his shoulder. Yeah, they, they flip and flop all over the shop. That's what I've written. <laughs> okay, well. Okay. Sorry, well, you should have done that. But when I wrote it, I didn't know it would rhyme. <laughs> they flip and flop all over the shop. I mean. So, yeah, T Rex Taylor. Slams Luke into the floor, shattering his arms. Uh, yeah. It turns out Coach's instincts were bang on. That could have been his star wrestler John out there getting his arms yeah. smashed by T Rex Taylor. I've written uh, the evil red wrestler looks happily at the destruction he has wrought. Yeah, oh yeah, he does. He we get a shot yeah. of T Rex Taylor standing over his wounded prey, and he's making a face that says, "I hope he dies of his injuries." <laughs> uh, it, okay, well Luke won't die of his injuries because he's only broken his collarbone. Yeah, but Mary Beth explains that he'll be out for two months. And dad is giving the £145 slot to Andrew Lawrence. (gasps) Why would he do that, says Andrew Lawrence, forgetting that he is the only other wrestler in that weight class. (laughs) (laughs) So Vince is audibly nervous that poor Luke got taken away in an ambulance. He is sort of doing the maths on whether having friends is worth dying for sure in the ring for. Mm -hmm. So just, yeah, make a little note to yourself that Vince has reservations. Back home, mom tells Andrew Lawrence that both her and dad can be at his first match. And Andrew Lawrence says he doesn't want them there. And mum is like, okay. (laughs) Even though that would surely be devastating to hear. Yeah. He doesn't say it nastily. He's just like, I would rather you didn't come. I'd rather you didn't come, uh, you Utah rube. I'm from New York. He's like, I'm from New (laughs) York. I'm from New York. (laughs) You're only from New York because I raised you there. Eh. I don't yeah. know. New money. I like. I was from New York before it was <laughs> <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> All right, kid, whatever. So back in the locker room, um, Lambricks and another bullyish lad are like, everyone thinks it's so great that Andrew Lawrence is on the team, but do they consider how it affects us sighted fellows? No, everyone's too busy being politically correct. Says, says John. Yeah. But 
John has prepared a prank. We will soon see it come to grim fruition. At the season opener, it's Huskies versus Grizzlies. The film hasn't made clear exactly which team (laughs) Andrew Lawrence is on. They but, really haven't. But uh, but it's the Huskies, I'm almost certain. I can, yeah, through context clues, I pick up that it's the Huskies. But it's not like they have a big Husky head on their uniform or no. anything like that. Like, just please, a small level of context would be so useful for the viewer. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we open with seeing Vincent, a.k.a. Fly, getting absolutely taken apart by a child who looks like he's made of lollipop sticks. Yeah, he gets headlocked, takeovered and pinned. He is booed but the coach comes up and respects him so <laughs> to his face. So there's that. Yeah, he says, <laughs> He says like, you went out there and got your ass kicked by a lollipop stick boy. I thought that was pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> you came out here and you got your ass kicked by a Tim Burton drawing of a boy. <laughs> by melancholy oyster lad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I respect you anyway. <laughs> but I thought it was awesome. Even though what happened was deeply disrespectful (laughs) to the art of wrestling to which I've dedicated my life. So then a kid called Boomer comes up and the prank happens. He sticks a sign on Andrew Lawrence's back. The sign is a big drawing of a human eye with a red cross through it Mm. to indicate that Andrew Lawrence is blind. (laughs) Is blind. Yeah. Which everyone knows. Coach sees this happen. And he discreetly comes up to Andrew Lawrence and, without letting him know it happened, removes the sign uh, with a bit of shoulder massaging that turns into sign removal. Yep. Then the coach goes over to the jocks who are chuckling amongst themselves at their great prank. Yeah, they're all laughing and high-fiving about um, how funny it is to be blind. It was just a joke, coach, says John. And coach says, no, John, jokes are funny. I won't have a bully on my team. Yeah, which is weird because he has three. Yeah, it's, it's weird because the entire yeah. team is bullying, <laughs> bullying the blindest teammate. Yeah. Not limited to Andrew Lawrence, who's bullying everyone from Utah. Mm. <laughs> the, bullied, the bullied child is doing bullying in a different, more New York-centric direction. <laughs> yeah, in a more sort of urban kind of, yeah, yeah he's, doing it with, he's, just, he's doing it with swing. <laughs> he's doing it with a, a, a skip in his step. Yeah. He's, he's strolling he's down drink- the avenue, bullying. He's drinking. He's drinking a cosmopolitan with Samantha and Carrie. Um, oh, he's kissing Tom Hanks at the top of the Empire State, doing a bullying there. Yeah, he's fleeing from so- the State Puffed Marshmallow Man. So he's fleeing 1998 Godzilla. So Andrew Lawrence has his match. He is uh, powerfully slammed. This is pathetic. He's going to hurt us. Say the bully teammates. Uh, we get a montage of training and wrestling. Fly and Andrew Lawrence are getting crushed over and over again. They train some more. Andrew Lawrence looks sad. He does one good move, but then is slammed powerfully again. Uh, it's just a montage of total failure. It's them failing to do anything good. The subtitles tell us that Andrew Lawrence is hearing overlapping noises Yeah. at one point. I think as if to sort of imply that he's struggling with the amount of chaotic sound mm. in the arena. Yeah, you can't focus. Which I think would make sense. Mm-hmm. But the film does not stick to this or adhere to this particularly. Or kind of find a way of dispelling it. No. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to we cut to Wayne Brady Hooray! listening to... A scene of Mr. Wyatt, my favourite scenes. Yeah, he's listening to... Um, it sounds like music from Persona 5 menus. <laughs> Andrew Lawrence walks up and says, Nice groove, Motown, late 70s, early 80s, Funk Brothers on backup. Nice ear, says Wyatt. It's Detroit. <laughs> 1985. Anyway, let's you and I not be friends. 
<laughs> Are you serious? You have so much in common. This film is trying so hard to have an inspiring story between these two. I realise we haven't gotten along that great, says Andrew Lawrence, mm. but he's getting hammered at wrestling. And Mr. Wyatt says, well, why'd you sign up? Yeah, so Andrew Lawrence says, I wanted to be part of one thing where my disability was totally irrelevant. And Wayne Brady says, well, uh, like music? And he's like, yeah, if I wanted to be a walking piece of cliche like you, you dick. Yeah. Oh, and, the movie, yeah. and the movie goes, oh, okay, fair enough. We won't he says, oh, walking then. cliche, me, Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, Jose Feliciano. Like, I, who w- who wouldn't want to be counted in that company? <laughs> How arrogant to list yourself Those... <laughs> with Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, and Jose Feliciano. <laughs> and me. <laughs> And me, you don't want to hang out with those losers and in me, the, blind the other musician club. And me, the other genius. <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. I think I'd rather have my arms smashed up. <laughs> I think I'd rather get suplexed onto my head every day, over and over again. So, Mr. Wyatt points out that he is a blind musician, and Andrew Lawrence, in response, opens up about his frustrations. Doesn't it ever take you off that when people look at you, the only thing they see is a blind guy? What? I'm blind. How am I going to get home? (laughs) Man, of course, I'm a blind guy. So are you. So what? Thanks for your advice. Well, what do you want me to say to you, huh? Wait, stay the course. It gets easier. Well, guess what, man? It doesn't. People are going to treat you differently always because you are different. Tell me something I don't know. Okay. Okay, I will. You have been walking around here with a chip on your shoulder a mile high. You you might as well have this little blinking light right on your shoulder that says, look at me, pity me, poor misunderstood me. Look, why don't you play your song another way? People listen to the music you make. Play it so that they can see you as you really are. Note that this does not apply to making actual music with Mr. (laughs) Wyatt. It applies to getting suplexed over and over again. (laughs) When he says make music, he means the hollow ringing sound his skull makes when it bounces off the concrete when he's powerfully suplexed. (laughs) Maybe I could make music with you, Mr. Wyatt, my my inspiring blind jazz teacher. Oh, no. No, no. Oh, no, I don't like you. I won't be doing that. Yeah, no, I'm going to pass you over to the other, our other teacher, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, Vincent's quite shy, but he's actually incredibly good at piano. Oh no, wait, his fingers just got smashed. Oh, no, wait, he just, he just got belly to back suplexed into a wall. <laughs> so he won't be playing anything again because this movie, it's about wrestling. <laughs> For God's sake, stop, stop liking music, viewers. Stop it's about trying. wrestling. It's not Whiplash. Luke, as you know, I've recently gotten very into uh, amateur wrestling. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm always out there doing all the all the moves. Uh, the yeah. one where you lie on top of someone and spin around. The one where you um, sort of sit on your bum and shuffle around. Yeah, your rear um, torsional side flip. Yeah, yeah. The um, Your upward top, hatch reversal. Yeah, the poison hurricane runner from the top rope. Yeah, um, yeah, all that's the, a good All one. the moves. Yeah. Um, but well, as I can attest, because all my bones are broken. Yes. You've been yes, practicing well. on me. Yes, exactly. The Tombstone Pile Driver. All of the all yeah. of the main amateur wrestling moves. Boy, but, that one hurt until you got good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's not one you want to be practiced on. <laughs> but um what's really suffered though is my wardrobe, because now I just wear these kind of spandex um uh singlets. 
Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. And this sort of helmet with the ear protectors. Yeah, yeah, I've seen um, that too, impacting boots. my rib cage over and over. Yeah, yeah, so I just sort of, I walk around in this wrestling singlet all day. Yeah. And it's start, I'm starting to get some looks from the other students at the high school that we I'm, both go to. I'm glad you brought it up, Andy, so that I didn't have to, but you are becoming something of a laughing stock with the mm. gaming community. Yeah, well, the, I mean, I can put them all in a spinning toehold. Yeah. Would that is that the solution to my problem? I mean, it it might it kicks the can down the road, mm. but ultimately, once they're recovered, once they leave hospital, they're just going to be chuckling behind your back again. Would it help if I German suplexed them? I don't think so. I I think what you Tiger need to do. Suplex. Mm. Vertical uh, suplex. Uh, fisherman suplex. Can you do a fisherman suplex? Yeah, I mean, I can do a fisherman suplex. Yeah. Okay. All right. Show me. Do one on me now, then. All right. Is that how it was supposed to go? Yeah. For all you know. <laughs> okay. Well, that should not be that colour. No, Andy, we're going to have to try a different path, I'm afraid. Okay. You're going to have to start wearing insert coin clothing. Insert coin clothing? That's right. Tell me more. Insert coin, make cool, geek-forward, fashion-forward clothing based on the video game licenses that you absolutely love and adore. They have really cool designs based on the hottest video games. Video games are oh, all sorts of ones, like Elden Ring. Ever heard of that one? It's one of my I faves. I, I love that heard one. Of it. Yep. It's back in the headlines. It is. Yeah, I can dress myself to play the upcoming DLC. You can. I have a, I have an insert coin Elden Ring hoodie that I dearly love and wear very, very often. Um, what else? Ah, oh, man, they just released some new Sekiro stuff. Oh, man, you know good. what a fan I am of the series formerly known as Yakuza, now known as Like a Dragon. Yeah, they got some good Yakuza stuff. Kinds of amazing Yakuza jackets with the back pieces based on the uh, the tattoos of the characters from that game. You should check those out. They're amazing. If you like video games, and let's be honest, who doesn't? Because these things are just such a good time. Then you should head to Insert Coin Clothing. Okay, so I'm going to go to InsertCoinClothing.com and I'm going to use the special code oh. that Insert Coin have given us. Yes. Which is Brunk Back Brink. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, Insert Coin. They've joined the grassroots they've, campaign. They've joined the campaign oh, with no. a confusing hashtag. Now our campaign's gone corporate. So it's B R U N K B A C K B R I N K. And use that code at insertcoinclothing.com to get 10% off online orders. Codes are not applicable on charity items, bundles, gift cards, postage, and some products at launch. They cannot be combined with other deals or promotions and are valid until the end of 2024. Those letters just washed over me. I respect, insert coin, what you're doing and the sacrifice you've made with that incoherent code. Brunk back brink. That <laughs> code right. once again, brunk back brink. Brunk brink. Brunk brink. Don't say wrong codes, it's confusing. Brunk Sorry. back brink. Oh my god, I genuinely thought you were saying wrong ones on purpose to be funny. I'm saying the right one. Are you brunk saying back the right brink. one? Sorry, sorry. It's brunk back brink. Brunk, brunk back brink. Alright, that's it. I'm I'm putting the iron claw on you. Okay. I'm getting you in the in the sharpshooter. It's a submission hold, there's no impact. Well, then you turn it wrong. There was definitely an impact. More practice needed. So, in the gym, John finds Andrew Lawrence pumping iron after hours. Yeah, he's lifting weights in the dark, even though practice ended half an hour ago. Mm. Uh, Andrew Lawrence says, you know, even if I don't score us one point this season, I don't want anybody to be able to say I didn't work my butt off. Lambrick sort of nods with a grudging respect mm. and then leaves. And then Mary Beth walks in because 
can't have can't have overlapping characters in this movie. They've got to like tag in and out. It's a one in one out system. <laughs> well, spend then, like, time with Andrew Lawrence. So we see we see Andrew Lawrence putting in the hours, pumping iron, like determined to get better at wrestling and impressing bully jock john in the process and we're supposed to be like oh man wow it's pretty cool it seems like he's changing his tune yeah he's doing a different kind of music playing another song and then mary beth shows up and says weren't we supposed to be reading so he's (laughs) he's like ghosted the the girl who's given up all her free time to read to him so he's rudely ignored her calendar to just sort of pump (laughs) iron in the dark and he's like oh yeah sorry i know we were supposed to do that but yeah I didn't she do says that. that maybe the reason he hasn't won a match yet is because his balance is off. Wrestling is like dancing. She says, every move should flow from your body's centre. Learn that natural rhythm and you'll be fine. How do I do that? He says. Yeah. And she says, well, you can hire me to be your dance coach. Mm. Next day, Mary Beth shows up to his house with an enormous stuffed dog. She says, uh, we'll need some music. Andrew Lawrence starts beatboxing excruciatingly. Oh, yeah. My it's note on this rough. is... My note on this is... Uh, <laughs> Like, <laughs> which I've spelled E E E H. Oh no, pretty good. Yeah, that's right. She bought a CD and puts it on. Yeah, and and they start to dance. Uh, Put your hands on my waist, says Mary Beth, and they they start dancing together. It is quite excruciating. Yeah, Mum hears a thumping rhythmic noise from above. She looks <laughs> up and sees the pan suspended from the ceiling, shaking, and just sort of winces a bit. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> so dancing is over now. Mary Beth goes and gets Jesse the Wonder Dog, the enormous dog. Uh, she tells um, Andrew Lawrence that this is your wrestling partner. Every move must flow into the next, she says. Your opponent reacts, you react. And if you ever wanted to see Andrew Lawrence grappling with a really big plush dog, mm-hmm. this is one of your f- few opportunities. <laughs> so Yeah, it feels kind of it suspiciously out. like they may have built this entire movie around that. <laughs> For a wealthy private investor. <laughs> Feels like this movie was originally about dog f- <laughs> no, and, no. They cha- and they had to change this and they had to change it. Yeah, the last minute they had to change <laughs> But there was one scene they simply couldn't remove. It was <laughs> the house of cards when it was the spine holding up the movie. <laughs> they watched it back and they were like, I mean, I guess it looks a bit like he's wrestling it. This can't be a running <laughs> gag. It's been three episodes. <laughs> All right, that's it. Calling time on it. I was merely I implying. Didn't, I didn't try. I didn't. You brought it up. I. I was merely implying that a wealthy private investor wanted to buy a scene of Andrew Lawrence wrestling a plush dog, and then well, to not arouse suspicion, they built a movie around it, which is a much more normal and nice thing to say. Okay. Right, we're calling time on it here. This won't become a recurring bit. <laughs> And don't think that by us saying that, it will definitely will. This isn't one of those, like, smash cut to narrator, it was a recurring bit. We are done. <laughs> Unless... We'll never get Eric Von Depp on the podcast if he what? listens to it and it's what? all about dogs. Exactly. Exactly. So... Oh, God. Okay, so... so... all this stuff is applicable to wrestling. Uh, he's learning reversals by spinning the dog around. Yeah. Uh Afterwards, Mary Beth is explaining how um, one of her brothers didn't do wrestling and her dad was mad about it. Um, Her mum is even more into it than her dad is, and she loves it. She's talking about how much she loves wrestling, and then Andrew Lawrence derails the conversation to make it about him by saying that this is the first conversation they've had that isn't all about him. 
<laughs> making it all about him. Yeah. yeah. He says, why am I such a selfish jerk? Bringing the subject definitely round to himself. Um, mm-hmm. However, however, they are becoming closer friends. Flirting is clearly afoot. Yeah. He says, why would you even want to hang out with me? And she says, because you don't care that I look like a hideous mutant beast. Um, hideous mutant she-beast, says the perfectly normal-looking Mary Beth. That's not true, says Andrew Lawrence. And Mary Beth says, how would you know? And then, of course, his hands yeah, un- tenderly unsolicited, touch unasked, her face. He's without like, asking permission first. This is obviously supposed to be a kind of cute scene of him like face touching yeah like face touching to sort of get a sense of her features but he does kind of squash her nose with his thumb (laughs) and puts a finger in her mouth it's like a boop (laughs) well well, Um, and again i i guess he can determine that she isn't covered in open sores which is yeah i didn't feel any pus (laughs) (laughs) so yeah he says somebody like you would have to have a face that matches her heart swoon Mm. Um, the other thing that I just want to sort of touch on here before we move on from this scene is that this is one of those points where it really feels like this movie could have been about Mary Beth yeah, and maybe should have been about Mary Beth because she says that her whole family is passionate about wrestling. It's their whole life. It's their whole personality. Mary Beth herself loves, loves wrestling. Even though she doesn't wrestle, she's able to teach Andrew Lawrence to wrestle how to do it yeah yeah like i mean yeah well we'll, let's let's come back to that in a moment but yeah mary beth really loves wrestling Mm -hmm. but doesn't get to do any no she just gets to to stand there and and cheer on yeah cheer um, for main character syndrome andrew lawrence yeah so we cut we cut to more wrestling andrew lawrence is being powerfully suplexed he does but he does a reversal um and then he pins his opponent using the tips that mary beth gave him great fat man's role your timing's good today says her dad uh, the coach all you got to do is feel the flow, says Andrew Lawrence. I just want to know as well, all the wrestles are accompanied by pounding all-American hard rock instrumental music. Unfailingly. Mm-hmm. Unfailingly. Uh, in the stands, Mary Beth tries to explain the rules of wrestling to Andrew Lawrence's parents. It's quite complicated. They don't really understand it. I don't really understand it. I watched um, it twice, making like a real earnest effort. Yeah. And, and none of none of the information went into me. No. It sort of went around me and passed me. And I wasn't yeah. able to snatch it out of the air, unfortunately. Yeah, back in the on the wrestling floor, Andrew Lawrence gets a big hip toss. He's ahead by a point. He gets taken down, but he does the reversal that Mary Beth taught him. And then he sort of hits an ankle grab. It's unclear if he won or not, but then he gets his hand raised um, and everyone cheers. Unbelievable, says an evil jock. Also in the middle of... In the <laughs> middle of his team. In, yeah, in the middle of this bout, the subtitles are pretty funny. They just say, wrestling boys grunting. <laughs> Wrestling boys. Wrestling boys. The wrestling boys are grunting. So in the corridor after this match, uh, Fly is rapping to himself about Andrew Lawrence. Uh, He says, he's blind as a bat, but I don't even mind that. Wait, wait, let's hear the rap. Okay, fine. And you would like to chill with my friend Jace. He smack you in the face. He's blind as a bat, but I don't even mind that. Because he's... Jace. Jace. Jace Newfield. Phil Pavone from the Mountain Valley Times. How's it going? Great, listen, I'm interested in doing a story on you for the Sunday sports section. Trying to get a minute? I liked it. Well, um, my folks are kind of waiting for me upstairs. We can certainly schedule for another time. Thanks. You know, I'm I'm really flattered and everything, but there's a bunch of guys on the team doing much better than I am. Why would you want to interview them? 
Humble too, that's good, that's good. Yeah, they're great, but listen, with you it's different. With you there's more of a uh, freaks and geeks angle. That's not it at all, it's, uh, it's a wonderful human interest story. <clears throat> Mr. Pavone, can we make a deal? How about waiting until I win a few more matches? You know, really doing something for the team. Then we'll talk, okay? Fair enough. Good job, kid. He's blind as a bat, but I don't even mind that. <laughs> I don't even mind that. I don't even mind that. I don't even mind. I don't even mind it. So, Phil Pavone Phil from the Mountain yeah. Valley Times. He's probably He's not here. coming back. I, I mean... I don't think Phil Pavone wants this human interest story that badly that he's like, well, like, well how about this? Come to all of my games and then yeah. go, come see me wrestle for an entire year and then write your story. Thing is, though, he so, does. No, my editor sort of wanted me to do some journalism today. Is the thing? Yeah, I've got, I've got like two dog fashion shows later this afternoon. <laughs> but yeah, he does, he does come back though. So yeah, he does, yeah, he does, yeah. he does come back. He, he, we've not seen the last of. Phil Pavone from the Mountain Valley Times. But even bigger news than a wrestler who is blind. In Spanish class, John Lambrix is failing Spanish. And if he can't manage at least to be in the midterm, he'll lose his athletic eligibility. Mm. Um, the teacher says yeah. that he'll just have to work harder, but Lambrix explains that this is impossible. He says he, he says he just doesn't get this stuff. And the teacher, whose job it is to teach him Spanish, says, mm, find somebody to tutor you, and then wanders off. This is the same teacher who was, I think I hear a fire alarm. I'm out. <laughs> find somebody to teach you Spanish, because God knows I'm not doing it. Yeah. So from literally nowhere, Andrew Lawrence appears, even though the two yeah, of them were he's... talking alone after school in a room. There's a wide shot of the classroom, and it's just the two of them. And Andrew Lawrence walks in from off frame. Andrew Lawrence peeks his head out of a side hatch. He's in the side hatch in the Spanish class. <laughs> he says, I can help you. Oh, it sounds like you're in a bit of a pickle, Lambrix. <laughs> I can help you, but my health will come at a cost. A terrible cost. So he says that he will help him. And John says, you'd do that after the hard time we've been giving you. And Andrew Lawrence says, maybe I realised I haven't been the easiest guy to be around. And they agree to a tutelage trade. Um, of course, what Andrew Lawrence can't see is that John looks comfortably 24 years old. And so must have done this Spanish class about eight times already. <laughs> so we cut to the weights room. Uh, Lambrix is spotting Andrew Lawrence on the bench press. Um, and they're sort of talking in Spanish. So they're combining the two. Yeah. Um, they go to get water. Andrew Lawrence uh, gets his MP3 player and puts on royalty free rock loop underscore 01.mp3. <laughs> underscore don't use this. <laughs> That's, That's tight. tight. <laughs> That's tight. Who is it? Says John. It's me, says Andrew Lawrence. For real? You've probably not, not heard music. It isn't a junk band. <laughs> Here in Utah. I, that, is, that, is that guitar electrified somehow? Well, that's a funny sounding steam calliope you got there, friend. <laughs> yeah. the carnival come through town? <laughs> yeah, says Andrew Lawrence. It's a fight song. It's this sort of middle of the road, all American rock. The fact that mm -hmm. Andrew Lawrence is willing to casually play his bedroom demo to John proves that he hasn't changed. <laughs> it's It sounds like the sort of thing you would get on a, you know, a keyboard with like, numbers that you press to play a little demo loop yeah 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 yeah. but not yeah. like not one two or three it'd be like 16 or seven demo loop 16 or 17 demo loop, yeah, yeah. yeah you're just supposed to sort of clumsily play along to it 
Yeah, up in the high octaves. <laughs> so they start to do some practice wrestling. Um, John flips Andrew Lawrence over onto his back, agonising. He hits him with a huge overhead belly-to-belly suplex. Yeah, he says, this is my bread and butter move. It looks brutal. Uh, but he's taught him the move. So now, yeah. Andrew Lawrence knows the wrestling secret. Just flip them up mm. so hard that their bodies break. Just suplex them to death. <laughs> Why didn't you think of that before? Cut to music room. It's another Mr. Wyatt scene. <laughs> Andrew, Lo- okay, Andrew Lawrence is playing the guitar in this scene. He's re- he's really playing it. Not like yeah. the drums before. He's really playing, but he's playing I- it to the extent. I know you you had the same thought, didn't you? It's not good. <laughs> It's not good. But it goes on for so long. I, Andrew Lawrence must have had this in his contract. Like, oh, that he got to play the guitar yeah, for this I, long. I get to play yeah. the guitar for this long. He is a musician. He has released music. The actor really? Andrew Lawrence has got really? albums and stuff. But the guitar, the guitar playing in this scene, I thought genuinely sounded bad. And like his technique was not good. Oh, I, I, I didn't really have any notes on his technique. I was mostly just floored at how sort of long long it was yeah it's a real considering obviously when you see him drumming the shots are all quite coy with quick editing to cover yeah. the fact that he's not like ripping these well, solos i think the, the guitar is just... slight, i think the guitar is slightly out of tune okay and also also that. i think he's not he's not pressing the frets hard enough he's getting a lot of fret buzz which makes it sound bad <laughs> but anyway mr wyatt's impressed he claps he says would you like some company and andrew lawrence says think you can keep up <laughs> quite unpleasantly yeah so it's uh, about wrestling so mr wyatt sits down at the drum kit andrew lawrence continues to play acoustic guitar and mr wyatt leaps in with a fairly pedestrian beat that would completely drown out the guitar <laughs> i mean yeah and they kind of jam around like sort of jamming where you're you're playing it happens sometimes if you're um playing a guitar or something someone will join in and you'll be like oh i wasn't really looking to wasn't really looking to jam but we're doing it now so uh, i don't really know where we're going with this here we go you sort of play for about 10 seconds yeah and you're like yeah man that was that was cool we really we really jammed we should we should we should start a band <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, that's, that's a cool idea. We'll talk about it sometime. Yeah, the, I mean, obviously the the calendar's totally whack at the moment, but like in yeah. theory, in principle, yes, hundred percent would love 100% to. Would so, love to. So choice to be you're in my band. you're my first choice. Yeah. So yeah, they they play they play the drums. Mister Wyatt, he, his drumming is. I don't know if he's really playing it or what. It doesn't matter. But it's, it's not like super in time, and the beat's not very good and. <laughs> Like, I don't know if you've ever had any experience of a drum kit. The thing about drum kits are, it, it's so loud. It's unearthly how loud a drum kit is. Not mic'd mm-hmm. up, not anything. They are so shatteringly loud. You have to work so hard to make them not literally painful to, to mm-hmm. be around. And there's no way you can hear an acoustic guitar while someone is just playing the drums like this. But nevertheless... Yeah. I mean, fine, whatever. It's not the movie's biggest crime. But they, Mr. White is loving the jam. He shouts things like, make it dirty, come on. Um, <laughs> and again, more leftover dialogue. <laughs> well, I'm not wasting this. I typed it out. <laughs> and other interjections. I suppose it's all runtime. Um <laughs> I think this is this has got to be a contractual thing for Andrew Lawrence. For it's Andrew like, Lawrence, yeah. You have to make it clear to the audience that I can play the guitar. New album available on. I can't play the drums, but I can play the guitar. So there needs to be an extended guitar yeah. sequence, even though my character is a drummer. Mr. Wyatt's like, hey, wow, 
that was a tight that was a tight groove and a great jam. Do you have it? Is there anywhere I could hear that music? Are there any uh, of your albums available? Yeah. And then Andrew Lawrence would say, one second. <laughs> Andrew Lawrence himself would say, one second, and then Google the name of his <laughs> Google his own albums. Oh, it was something about, uh, <laughs> I want to say, Joey. My new si- single, Moonbeam. And then I know Moonbeam. <laughs> my, my single from seven years ago, Moonbeam, and then my follow-up single four years ago, Moondust, are available now. <laughs> Three short years later, he followed up Moonbeam with Moondust. You've heard of the beam of the moon? This is the dust uh, of the moon. So uh, I told you you could be a team player, says Wayne Brady. I took your advice. I got rid of that chip on my shoulder the size of Brooklyn. Heard of it? Says Andrew Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. So it turns out, finally... Andrew Lawrence, the skilled musician who is blind, has finally managed to impress the music teacher who is blind. <laughs> they finally managed to connect. They finally managed to connect. Anyway, smash cut to match number 10, <laughs> Huskies versus Eagles. Because it's about wrestling. <laughs> That's right. The Huskies are really doing it. Andrew Lawrence has his match. He gets a hip toss takedown. Uh, broken collarbone Luke watches sadly. Mm-hmm. Andrew Lawrence gets a pin. Uh, the crowd is chanting for him. They all run on to congratulate him, except for Fly, yeah. who is sort of looking... He demurs from running on. He looks like someone just walked over his grave. Yeah, he looks sadly on from the sidelines. Cut to mm. the corridor at school. Fly left early. He's not coming with the rest of the team for victory burgers. He makes up a weak excuse as to why he can't. <laughs> the melancholy oyster boy wanders <laughs> off into the woods and he has to follow, <laughs> he has to follow. Their match is follow- over until one of them is pinned. <laughs> He's going to go and follow the trail of black and white striped candies into the dark wood. <laughs> so, so cut to the coach. Luke is trying to persuade the coach that he's ready to wrestle. This is Luke who got injured by T-Rex Taylor. Mm-hmm. What's the point, says the coach, of risking permanent damage? Which I found confusing because if that's your attitude, maybe don't ever wrestle. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you if you do any wrestling, you'll get permanent damage. Yeah, like the aim is to hurt each other. Let's not do this. Well, to be fair, he's only five weeks off his broken collarbone, which isn't yes, enough time, really. Exactly. So but, he's just going to rebreak it. But Luke is furious to have been turned down in this, and in the corridor we see him violently attack Andrew Lawrence. Yeah. Well, the jocks are all loving on Andrew Lawrence, but then Luke comes up and slams him hard against his locker. What's your problem? What's my problem? You wrecked my life. That's my problem. What are you talking about? You took my slot, Newfield. Now coach doesn't want to give it back. Hey, I earned that spot after you got hurt, Nolan. Now coach is happy with what I'm doing. So deal with it. What was that all about? Jerk actually thinks he's on the team because he's good, not because he's coach's charity case. Well, he has been winning lately. You're going to defend him now? I don't need to defend him. He can defend himself. So it seems like this Luke is a simmering cauldron of resentment. Yep, you know who else is also a simmering cauldron of resentment? That's right, Andrew Lawrence. He storms <laughs> into the coach's office and he says, I want to wrestle off, me versus Luke. Winner gets the £145 slot. <laughs> Winner gets $145. <laughs> Andrew Lawrence is looking to suplex Luke straight onto his collarbone. That's what I do. Andrew Lawrence says to the coach, Luke thinks you only keep me around for the freak factor. And the coach absolutely goes off at the suggestion of this. He says, you want to think of yourself as some kind of freak, you can go right ahead. But I see a kid who's worked his tail off and earned his slot. So the coach, weirdly, has not signed off on Andrew Lawrence's idea for an off-the-books death match with an injured boy. <laughs> because, because, because he thinks he's a freak. Because that, Yeah, because that's not how the wrestling works. It seems like you do wrestling at wrestling meets. It's not just like, and now... 
Like, that is how professional wrestling works. You march into the commissioner's office and demand a steel cage match against oh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe he's got his wires crossed. Mary Beth is also annoyed by Andrew Lawrence's behaviour, annoyed that Andrew Lawrence gave her dad such a hard time. Should I apologise, says Andrew Lawrence. And she says, I don't care. Do what you want. And on this, Andrew Lawrence lunges, and I do mean lunges, <laughs> into a kiss. It's, do what I want, eh? <laughs> Well, how about, how about this? How about Kissing this? you on the mouth. S- smooch. It's like a powerful electromagnet has been activated in like a... Yeah. <laughs> and the head sort of slammed together. It's like he spotted an egg cream in her mouth. <laughs> Just swoops in looking for that fizzy milk. Oh, so Mary Beth is delighted by this smooch. Um, yeah. Everyone is delighted. This film is... So tediously earnest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh-oh, it's about that point in the runtime where things have to go bad. Yeah, we've got to have the dip uh, I before mean, the climb. If you can call this a dip. Yeah, it's not very... So he's playing basketball. He's still perfect at it. Yeah. Uh, he hears fly cycling past and he's like, I know you're there. Talk to me, man. I can smell your stanky deodorant. <laughs> and Fly says, man, you and your amazing daredevil senses. Um, and then Andrew Lawrence walks directly into a metal pole. <laughs> So he's like, he's like, Vince, why are you, why are you flaking out? Why are you not hanging out with the team? You seem to be pulling back from the wrestling thing. Vince says he's tired of being a loser. He says, at least when they started this, they were equally pathetic. But now all of a sudden, Andrew Lawrence is doing quite well. And now Vince is the, <laughs> now Vince. yeah. And, and every night he's got to check his closet for Melancholy Oyster Boy. <laughs> He doesn't want that anymore. <laughs> he says that he can't even quit or everyone will really think he's a wimp. And then, with absolutely classic timing, all the jocks on the team pull up in a cool 4x4 and summon Andrew Lawrence, but not Vince. Yeah. Do you think that jocks wait around the corner in 4x4s for their friends' nerdy past life like acquaintances yeah. to come by? To say, I just feel like, you know, we're losing touch. And then they're like, that's it, that's now, the now, signal. Now, 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 that's it. Go, 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 go. go. Do, 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 do. Hey. hey, Andrew Lawrence, hey, come hey, in. Hey, the big party. Don't invite that guy, we hate him. Forget about your old life and friends, yeah. you're popular now. That's it, you can reject all of your old life. <laughs> so, well, man, you've, you heard them, I've got to reject. Oh, Jocks, all, this all is the, terrible timing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we know. But before we go to the party, we have to swing by five more of these. <laughs> there are five more people who've rejected their old lives to be popular yeah, with exactly. us. Exactly. That we need to sort of wait outside around the corner from their houses and, until they say something significant. Until they have a chat with a nerdy friend. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's like, "Oh, I got to go," and he and Fly is like, "Sure, I want you wouldn't want to keep your superstars waiting." And you, you don't owe me anything. The viewer are like, "Cool. Here's the drama." How is Andrew Lawrence going to repair his tattered friendship with Vincent? The answer yeah, is the ans- in four seconds right time. Now. <laughs> the answer is easily now. The answer, yeah, he doesn't even go to the party with the jocks. So if you wanted to see a party in a film, bad luck. Yeah. There aren't any in this one. <laughs> he, he says, he- <laughs> this is actually one of very few DCOMs with no parties. Yeah, fun parties. Yeah. It may be the only DCOM we've done that doesn't feature a party. Yeah, probably. Interesting. So, I can't remember a party in... No, there was a party in New Lucky Dog, I think. It doesn't matter. So we cut to Fly's house. He's fixing his bike, but up walks Andrew Lawrence. He blew off the party. Care to dance, he says. And then we cut to a montage of Andrew Lawrence training Fly, giving him the same training that Mary Beth gave him. Now. Now. 
I have a really hard time believing... With the the dog. (laughs) Yeah, with the dog. I have a really hard time believing that Andrew Lawrence, who's just got good at wrestling, Mm -hmm. can teach Vincent to wrestle better than Mary Beth could, and better than Mary Beth's dad, the wrestling coach, could. Yes. Like, Andrew Lawrence has definitely picked up his wrestling sort of third hand. Like yeah, it's, he's several it's steps removed that, from the wrestling from the coach. It's wild that he needs like an addition. The the when wrestling clicked for him was when he got like an hour of wrestling tuition from Mary Beth. Yeah, not the previous six weeks of intensive wrestling training from her father. I think the, the wrestling co- coach. Yeah, who presumably Mary Beth learned yeah wrestling techniques from. The dad must just be awful. Maybe the dad is a terrible, terrible like wrestling coach, and Mary yeah, Beth maybe- actually is the skilled one. Maybe he's a professional wrestler. Oh. So he's teaching, yeah, he's teaching him how to like throw fake punches and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's teaching him how to sort of he's like, cut him, cut his forehead yeah. with a... Conceal a bit of razor blade in your teeth. Conceal razor blade, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's teaching him how to throw a working punch. <laughs> I did a bit of Googling because I had to take a break from this movie. Because um, <laughs> uh, this, like Mary Beth's wrestling expertise becomes such a key point of this movie but yeah. I wanted to like check if Mary Beth could theoretically have been wrestling. Like, could that have been a thing in the film? Oh, was there? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, here's the detail. According to CBS News, in 2016, there were only six states that recognised girls' high school wrestling as an official sport, and today there are 38. So okay, is girls, Utah one of them? Uh, I don't know. CBS okay. News didn't specify because, of course, from their tower in New York. <laughs> They don't care about Utah. <laughs> they don't care about Utah. The toothless, shoeless, backward <laughs> people of Utah. Um, so yeah, g- girls' high school wrestling, from what I can tell, is on Not the rise. Really but but the the question of Mary Beth wrestling, doing the thing that she loves more than anything else, and that her whole family <laughs> is passionate about, and that she's clearly very good at, is never ever raised by this movie. She never mentions ever having tried it or wanting to do it. Yeah. She's just just to just to be. She's just there to facilitate Andrew Lawrence getting better at it. Yeah, she's just even though her dad literally teaches him how to wrestle every day. <laughs> so, uh, so since you taught me one, let me teach you one. Says Vincent, and then he starts twisting and grooving and doing a dance. <laughs> Andrew Lawrence reminds Vincent that he's blind and can't see the dancing. End of scene. It's all good runtime. All good runtime. It's, it's all runtime. School hallway. Um, Andrew Lawrence and Vincent are picking up. They've got Letterman jackets now. That's right. Flies is too big for him, even though it's a, it's a small. Yeah, it's co- comedically large. One of their close beloved teammates comes up to brutally bully him. <laughs> Fly does a takedown on him and runs away. Yeah, he slams into the ground, shouts the word takedown two points. Then he screams and runs away. <laughs> the big boy, who's called Yardley, gives chase but slips over. End of scene. <laughs> They have a weigh-in. <laughs> Lambrick Lambrick's weighs 158 pounds. This film isn't going anywhere. <laughs> nothing, nothing is happening. Is, nothing is happening. But this is this is imp- this is drama. Lambrick's is too scene. heavy to wrestle a T-Rex. He's going to lose six pounds by Friday. Yeah, he's 158 pounds. Yeah, so he has to lose six pounds by Friday. That was that scene. Cut that to home. That scene. Mary Beth is is reading Gulliver's Travels to Andrew Lawrence, but he's distracted. Yeah, she's giving mad- up her evening to read to him, but he's not yeah. even listening. He's not even listening. He's thinking about Radio City Music Hall's Christmas <laughs> Spectacular. 
He's thinking about getting a knish from a roadside stand. <laughs> okay. So he says he's stressed because Friday is the last wrestling meet, unless they make it to state, which they won't, unless John beats T-Rex Taylor. Which he won't even get a shot at unless he loses six pounds in two days. Yeah. Every single scene in this movie it feels like someone says that the next wrestle is the last one and then there are like five more wrestles five more wrestles yeah so mary beth goes and sits at the drums and sort of taps them uh like bashes around on them uh, the poor parents like yeah. it's night time maybe don't they're trying to watch tv <laughs> they're so loud um andrew lawrence decides to teach mary beth he does this by holding her hands and doing a complicated drum fill. I've, I, this, the note I've got is this is much too complicated drums for a beginner. Well, yeah, it's like it's it'd be like if someone said, "Let me let me teach you how to play the piano," and then glued your hands to their hands and they played the piano, and you're like, "Well, I'm not. I can't that. I can't now do that." Let me teach you. Let me teach you how to sprint a hundred meters, and then they glued yeah. your legs to their legs <laughs> and, ran down and the- tied you to a car. Dragged you behind them as they ran. <laughs> yeah. See, so just do that. Yeah. Just do that. So, yeah, it's baffling, but Mary Beth is loving on it. Then we get yeah. a montage. Okay. This montage is <laughs> weird. The montage only. It's Lamb Rick's trying to lose weight. The montage only covers two topics. The first topic is John sweating and training in the gym, doing his darndest uh-huh. to lose those six pounds. The second topic is Andrew Lawrence and Mary Beth doing the thing from Ghost, but with the drums. So, Having an erotic drum lesson. So we just cut back and forth from these two things. John in the gym at night, sweating, training, skipping. Andrew Lawrence and Mary Beth flirtily playing drums. Now they've got oversized comedy glasses on. <laughs> I don't know why. Normally a montage covers more than a few hours. And... Also in a montage, normally the two things that are happening are sort of connected. You would get like Rocky and Ivan Drago both yeah. training, but like what John these is doing, John sweating off these six pounds is not connected to Mary Beth and Andrew Lawrence having an erotic drum lesson. It's just, no. it's very, it's a very, very weird montage anyway. So after their erotic drum lesson, Andrew Lawrence tries to kiss Mary Beth. Um, she says he doesn't want to do that because... His coach will be mad. It turns out her dad is watching from across the street in a parked car with the lights off. <laughs> she says, who do you want bugged at you more, your dad or your coach? Yeah. And then, she, and then she sort of gets in the car and drives away. And coach dad has absolutely no suspicions or questions about what Mary Beth is doing over at Andrew Lawrence's house for hours every night. Like, Gulliver's Travels isn't that long. <laughs> you get through that in an hour, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, do you get to That's... the bit with the giant wasps? Uh, yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah, big, <laughs> big, big time. Oh, man. Those, when those wasps came out, I was like, no way, man. I was like, no They're way so are big. they that big. No way. At first I was like, uh, big much? When I saw the wasps. And then I was I like, mean, I've heard of big wasps, but this is ridiculous. I mean, I'm from New York where everything's big, man. I'm from New York. We build our wasps a bit bigger. Yeah. We uh, we get a lot of big wasps because of the big apple. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, so, yeah. no. So at school, um, up walks uh, broken collarbone bully Jock Luke. 
he has in his hand the newspaper. It turns out, he's delighted about this, it turns out that that slimy journalist interviewed the coach and now there's a story in the paper about how Andrew Lawrence is inspiring to people. Oh, no! Hey, Newfield, did you read today's paper? Oh, my bad, you can't. Let's have a little bump, so here, let me read it for you. Speaking of his visually impaired spark plug, Jace Newfield, Coach Rice said... The great thing about Jace is, whether we're winning or losing, I know he's a real inspiration to every kid who sees him out there. That's funny. He tells us he's only doing what's best for the team, but he tells the paper that he's keeping you around to be his poster boy. You're right, Andy, it's the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario. Of course, Andrew Lawrence responds in a proportionate and measured way by yeah. bursting into the coach's office and screaming about having a wrestle-off. Needless to say, he goes, hey, <laughs> He says... He says, coach, if you don't put me into an unsanctioned off the books death, <laughs> death match, match with Luke Nolan. You do a Texas barbed wire death match against Luke. I'm quitting. What's the point of holding on to my position, he rants, if I can't prove once and for all I'm the best guy for that slot? And instead yeah. of the coach saying, well, I'm the coach and I decide who is the best wrestler. So if you're in the slot, you're the best wrestler, my man. Yeah. Instead of that happening, the coach is like, well, you seem to really want an off the books death match. So here yeah. we go. And we cut to no holds barred yeah. Texas Roadhouse death match. <laughs> we cut to Andrew Lawrence climbing a big step ladder, <laughs> leaping <laughs> from the top. a swan bomb <laughs> through the table. So the coach agrees to this unsanctioned death match. They line up. Luke says, I hope you had fun while it lasted. And Andrew Lawrence says, I hope you like watching the sectionals from the stands. So it's a, it's like some actual drama here. What's going to happen? Is Andrew Lawrence good enough to be Luke? Yeah. Yes, easily. He does it easily and quickly. He does, he does it easily. Oh, but, but then, but then. Ah, there, then ah, some drama. But ah. then some drama because. <laughs> here we go. Because as as he's, as he staggers to his feet, ah, 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 he's, he's holding his arm. He's grimacing oh, no. and clutching it. Oh, right no. Right before sectionals. Oh, no, right before sectionals. His shoulder popped out. This is the drama because Andrew Lawrence, in his hubris, was determined to have this death match. And now he's injured and can't take place in the sectionals. Oh, no, wait. Here's coach. He says he can pop it back in. And then he he, he pops he it back easily. in. He pops yeah. it back in and it's fine. Will I be okay? Yes, he says. Put some ice on it. And that is the end of that. That's the end of that scene. Was it? Was anyone else expecting something dramatic to? Yeah, I mean, I was expecting two... some some dramatic fallout. For... There is no dramatic fallout from this wrestle off. Yeah, None. there were two opportunities for drama there. Um, he could have lost to Luke, or you know, struggled to beat him, and it could have instilled doubt in him. Yeah, but he beat him easily straight away. Yeah, and then he injured his shoulder, and you're like, now he's going to have to go into the big wrestling match with an injured shoulder. Or, no, it's fine. He just popped it back in. How about this? He beats Luke easily, and Luke. Luke's simmering resentment later boils over in some way. He stabs him in the showers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or, or or some other way. That's, oh, okay. I right. mean, we can, <laughs> Fine. we can workshop it. Works. Oh, no knees. Stabs him in the showers. Done. <laughs> like, Golf. In whip, like in Whiplash. Yeah. You know, where he smiles till he gets stabbed in the showers. He gets stabbed in the showers, Yeah. <laughs> So, so, so we cut to the bus rolling through the frozen tundra. It's the final match of the season, or it says, but it's not. It's not. It, it's wow. It's the final meet. John, yeah, even is, though it isn't, John is weighed. Here's drama. Has he managed to lose the six? Oh yes, he has. He easily did it. But no, he didn't easily do it because he he collapses in front of Andrew Lawrence, who says, "Man, you seem wiped out. Maybe you shouldn't wrestle in this possible final match of the season." And he says, "You don't get it. This isn't just a sport for me. It's who I am." I'm bad at school. I'm not good at music. If you take away wrestling, I don't even know who I am anymore. 
Yeah. And then Andrew Lawrence just sort of stares at him, says nothing, and the scene ends. <laughs> he offers no helpful words, no reassurance. He just stares. This guy's pouring his heart out. Yeah, I know. Like dehydrated, like losing his mind. And Andrew Lawrence just stares at him. By this point, and- by the way, listener, like, we're supposed to be fully on Team John. And to be fair, mm. I am pretty much on Team John. You know, he did some mean stuff at the beginning of the movie, but he's really turned it. He's really turned it around. He's working really, really hard to beat T Rex Taylor. And yeah, and then he just says absolutely nothing. Also, I really like that in this pouring heart out scene, he's he mentions, unlike you, I don't do music, and then <laughs> sort of pauses, yeah, as, if to, pauses as if to say, what, "What? Why aren't you doing that?" By the way. Yeah. I walked past the music room earlier and Wayne Brady was in there, sat behind the drums playing a sing. Could have really used some guitar. Yeah. I just, no. He's okay. a very skilled drummer in a New York band and he moves to a rural small town where they don't have a jazz band, but they do have a jazz passionate blind music teacher. And, and several, classmates. And classmates with, with secret talents, jazz skills. <laughs> talents that are going unfulfilled. Yeah. In the in the cultural wasteland that is Utah. I know. It's it's right there. Anyway, so we see the meet. Andrew Lawrence is getting pins all over the shop while the music goes all whiplash in the background. Yeah. And it's time for John's match against T-Rex Taylor. Coach says to him beforehand that T-Rex Taylor is vulnerable to fireman's carry. Mm-hmm. John seems unfocused. His vision is sort of swimming because he's <laughs> yeah. so woozy from having lost six pounds in two days or whatever. So he's he's lost a lot of strength. He's uh, unfocused. Yep. Um, they refuse to shake hands like gentlemen to start the match. Mm. Um, well, but to be fair, T-Rex's hands are so small. <laughs> he can't reach over to, to make yeah. it happen. <laughs> So they, um, yeah, so they, the match gets underway and they seem, the the two boys seem quite evenly matched. Vince is telling Andrew Lawrence what's happening. Yeah. Lambrix hits the fireman's carry takedown. But uh, but then he he gets gets turned over for a takedown. Mm. It goes into slow motion for a bit. John seems to be losing, but it's kind of hard to tell. No one's doing any cool finishes or anything. So I don't really know what's going on. Uh, yeah, and there's no commentary, which would be useful. Mm. T-Rex gets a takedown, and then T-Rex dances back in a taunting way. John is struggling to stand. They engage once more. Heavy metal goes... Bum, bum, bum. Uh, T-Rex has John pinned, then T-Rex wins, which means the teams are tied. It's 18 to the Huskies, 18 to the Grizzlies. One of those two is Andrew Lawrence's team, and it's all down <laughs> to the last match. And the last match... F- Fly versus some guy. Fly versus the melancholy oyster boy. <laughs> Can I just say, I know there's a balance to be struck between the spectacle and the sport, but from a from a show point of view, why have you put these two matchstick boys falling <laughs> over each other after John Lambricks versus T-Rex? After the super heavyweight. Yeah, it's like, and now, the one you've all been waiting for, John Lambricks versus T-Rex. Clash of ages, these two incredibly strong wrestling boys just wrestling against each other, bam, 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 throwing each other, and then it's like, well... If you want to head to the car park now, feel free. We do actually have one more match. Is <laughs> it's like it's, okay, re- WrestleMania this year. We've got The Rock versus Cody Rhodes, and then af- and then after that, a couple of a couple of lads from the training academy will be coming out for the main event. They can do forward rolls, and that's it. So it's just a great way to beat the traffic. <laughs> Nevertheless, Vince manages to scrape a win. Yeah. 
by sort of pinning matchstick lollipop boy. Um, <laughs> the melancholy oyster boy climbs, <laughs> climbs back into his big Adams family hearse <laughs> and drives, sadly drives away. Uh, everyone is happy except John because he lost his match against his hated rival T Rex Taylor. T Rex Taylor. Cut yeah. to Tim, Tim the T Rex Taylor. <laughs> Cut to. Um. <laughs> Cut to dozens of children scampering backwards like a room full of sadicos from the ring. <laughs> they are all backwards crab walking like Regan in The Exorcist. This is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. They're like, oh, it looks like it was shot forwards and then the film has been reversed. <laughs> it's, it's so like, weird. I mean, let us know, listeners, if you grew up in the US and you did wrestling or whatever, if this was a thing that you did, like, practice mm. doing, scampering backwards as fast as possible. You never like see anyone scamper backwards as fast as possible in a match, in a no. bout. So you never see anyone scamper backwards as fast as possible for any wholesome reason. No. So coach says that even though the film promised the last match was the, <laughs> the final meet. Guess what? Guess Surprise. what? Here come sectionals. What are they? Is that regionals? I guess not. What are sectionals? I, I guess they come before regionals. God. And then if you're lucky, you go to state and then maybe nationals. I suppose. And then internationals. <laughs> internationals. And then intergalacticals. Inter intersectionals. And <laughs> so, yeah, he's making some changes for sectionals. I know I said nationals was the final, but we're going galactic. <laughs> <laughs> we're going up to the space day. I'm sending you to the intergalactic Coliseum to wrestle their champion, Goro. <laughs> You'll be competing against Goku. <laughs> Don't, don't worry. The school has allocated budget for a senzu bean. <laughs> We've had to cut math. We, we're going to try and gather the Dragon Balls and make our wish that you win. <laughs> we wish that you were good at wrestling to Shenlong. We wish that you pin Shenlong. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so... John has to go back to the 160 class uh, because the, the dangerous dieting clearly wasn't working for him. This means that he is no longer in the same weight class as T-Rex Taylor, surprisingly. Oh, God, this, is this is tedious. So uh, he, he gets, there's a lot of people switching weight classes. I'm sorry, listener. Look, if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, you cannot accuse us of not putting the hours in. Yeah. We really work really hard. We do all sorts of research. The recaps take a long time. We make thousands and thousands of words of notes and we try and get like really inside these movies. But it's so, it's so hard. It's not just that the wrestling is inscrutable because the drag racing was inscrutable, but I sort of mm. overcame that because everything else in the film was a bit more balanced. Well, because they didn't spend like 45 minutes discussing different engine horsepowers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Whereas yeah. at this point, folks, what you need to know is that John is going back up to the 160 weight class. Luke, the collarbone boy, is back in at the 145 weight class. <laughs> oh but God. Andrew Lawrence has been weight training. So now he's moved up to the 152 weight class. That's right. He's going to be taking on T-Rex now. He's in that weight class. Yeah. You know what? The only thing you need to know is that Andrew Lawrence is going to fight T-Rex. Yeah. Nice knowing you, buddy, says Vincent. Yeah. Now we cut to some drumming. Andrew Lawrence furiously drumming and screaming. Furiously drumming in his room. Uh, unaccompanied drumming... Rarely sounds good, is the note I have. <laughs> uh, he's doing furious drumming. He tells his parents that T-Rex will snap him like a twig. His concerned parents suggest that maybe he should forfeit if he thinks he'll be killed. 
<laughs> Andrew Lawrence says, yeah, right. And never show my face at school again. Just listen to your heart, says dad, desperately hoping a kid he's never met called T-Rex Taylor doesn't break all of his only child's bones for a trophy. <laughs> but he's like, no, no, no. No, you're right. I must be killed by T-Rex Taylor. So in a brief glimpse I love of T-Rex Taylor, he's my favourite character in this film. T-Rex Taylor. Yeah. And I'm not even imagining that he's an actual T-Rex like you are, listener. He's, yeah. T-Rex Taylor is actually is genuinely good. We'll find out later. Yeah, best character. Um, so in a brief glimpse of the better movie we could have had, um, yeah. Andrew Lawrence is playing somber music on his guitar. Wayne Brady walks in and is, is kind of vocalising along. And uh, they he start said, talking. Yeah, he says it was. He says the music was really nice. nice. Andrew Lawrence says he hates how people say that he's so brave for doing things that sighted people do every day, and now they expect him to wrestle T Rex. <laughs> they expect me to wrestle a T Rex. <laughs> Andrew Lawrence says, "I'm sick of almost killing myself to fit in." And Mr. Wyatt says, "Aren't you the one who joined the wrestling team?" Yeah. <laughs> You joined the wrestling team, moron. And now you're being expected to wrestle. <laughs> but Mr. Wyatt, in, in his sort of trademark, aggressive, not that comforting sort of mentorship way, yeah. tells him that everyone is afraid. You have to wrestle your fear to the ground and get on top of it. End of scene. So Andrew Lawrence is talking to Lambrix, trying to pep him up for the match. He's like, we don't care who you wrestle, just that you win. And then Lambrick says that T-Rex is going to put some serious hurt work on you, but you'll show up anyway. And Andrew Lawrence says, I will if you will. And then John says, who am I kidding? I'm totally addicted to the glory rush. That's right. He's back in. Wow. He'll, he'll wrestle some rando. For a minute there, things were looking potentially quite dramatic. Yeah, but two, two lines of convincing was all it took from yeah. Andrew Lawrence. John left the team, but what about his scholarship? Oh no, he's back on the team. Yeah, Phew. simply back on the team. So it's time for the final meet. Or is it? Is this the <laughs> final one? This is the actual final one. We cut to regionals or possibly sectionals. Yeah, we we see cut to the intergalacticals. <laughs> John Lambrix oh is against Andrew Krieger. Powered by his extra weight, he's able to suplex this uh, Krieger heavily onto his head and neck and get a pin. Infuriatingly, the guy doing the commentary announces at the top of this show, tonight's winners get the coveted spot in the state championship. I've written, when does wrestling end? <laughs> Never. Never. Now it's time for Vincent, Vin a.k.a. Vince, a.k.a. The Fly. He's wrestling Grant Geisler, the melancholy oyster boy. <laughs> we never get a proper look at Grant. He looks passingly like Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle, if you <laughs> sort of need something to imagine. Yeah. Vince Just in an old-timey stripey bathing suit. <laughs> uh, yeah, his, with his hair all wiry. Little Victorian winkle picker boots. <laughs> Vince gets an early takedown. It's a pin. Well done, Vince. It's his first pin. Come on, yeah, he says in ADR. They call him the fly, says the commentator, and he certainly flew through that. Luke Nolan has his match. He sucks in his pin. Because he's a weak, jealous loser with a bad collarbone. The final match, they've they've learned some proper showmanship and tournament structure at this point because the final match is Andrew Lawrence versus T-Rex Turner. Woo! And if you were worried yes. about there being any sort of drama at this point, um, Andrew Lawrence's team, the Huskies, are leading 34 to 29. And <laughs> anything but Andrew Lawrence getting pinned... We'll see them go through to the state. So all Andrew Lawrence has to do is not get pinned. He doesn't even have to win. He doesn't have to. Yeah, he doesn't have to win. He just has to not specifically lose in such a so bad way that he gets pinned. Yeah. So so he can lose still quite badly. Yeah. He just can't and get they will pinned. All still win. I actually 
love this because it makes me so happy that T-Rex Taylor is just regarded as completely inevitable. It's like, there's no <laughs> question. There's no question T-Rex Taylor will win. Oh, yeah, you're losing to T-Rex T- Taylor. Yeah, T-Rex T- Taylor will win. But if you don't die, we go to state. Like, those are the stakes. <laughs> as long as as long as long you've still got a discernible heartbeat. Yeah. At the end of one minute in the ring with T-Rex Taylor. Yeah, and that's why we're going to make you drink all this adrenaline and send you right yeah. in. So T-Rex Taylor stumps in and he's like, I got you for three minutes of playtime. <laughs> T-Rex looks hungry. Yeah. He goes for the leg sweep early. Feel free to imagine he does so by pivoting his whole body around and swinging his tail at Andrew Lawrence's legs. Yeah, pretty uh, much. But however, he doesn't get it. Feel free to imagine that's because Andrew Lawrence jumps over the over the tail. Uh, but then he does get a leg sweep. Mm. It's for a two-point takedown. T-Rex is all over him. He's, he's a monster. The first period ends with Andrew Lawrence on the run but escaping. The film could do us the courtesy of making clear how many periods there are going to be <laughs> so that we're at least able to sort of gauge how dramatic events on screen are. But it doesn't. It's just like, Not okay, very. well, that was the end of first period. Beep. So T-Rex has the upper hand, but uh, Andrew Lawrence won't roll over. He does the sit-out, grab, escape. Um, we see the journalist in the crowd smiling and sort of shaking his head in disbelief. Yeah. Um, Andrew Lawrence gets slammed, suplexed, backdropped. He is getting his ass beat yeah. by T-Rex Taylor. It is literally just a supercut of Andrew Lawrence getting body slammed by T-Rex Taylor yeah. over and over and over and over again. They grapple for position. The score is impossible to pass. Uh, it goes slow-mo. The second period ends. Yeah. I'm like, they did it, but no, wait. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 third the third half begins. The third, <laughs> the third, the third and final quarter gets underway. <laughs> they grapple. Andrew Lawrence holds firm. There appears to be no advantage to either boy. The coach looks to the board. He he appears able to tell that there's about forty five seconds left, but I can't. T-Rex goes for a heroic body slam into a pin. The ref is slapping the floor. It seems very clear that the pin is very close. Andrew Lawrence must escape. Mm-hmm. Everybody cheers. The drums go all whiplash, yep. led by Mary Beth. And finally, Andrew Lawrence does wriggle a lot and escapes. Yeah. But oh no, there's an injury call. It appears that maybe Andrew Lawrence's arm has popped out again, but he says it hasn't. So... <laughs> <laughs> so... Just in case you were worried, something might happen. So that, so that's that. <laughs> All right, fourth, 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 fourth half begins. Fourth half is about to begin. Coach has the strats. Pop out again? No, no, just starts. Can you go? Yeah. All right, twenty-eight seconds left, Jace. You're in this thing. Now he knows you're hurt there, so he'll probably attack it. Use it as bait. Leave it open. Set up a lateral drop. But you can't get pinned. So if it doesn't work out, get back to your base. Fat man's roll. You ready to go, son? Ready, ref. So Mary Beth is, is drumming. It, I th- the way this is shot, I think it's supposed to be like they're playing and singing the fight song that Andrew Lawrence was talking about earlier. But it was so generic, I can't tell if that's the case or not. Yeah, I can't tell. But there are like two electric guitarists and a brass section. Yeah. In the in the band 
like playing here, yeah. playing this loud rock. So the stakes are, the Huskies are winning by so much that unless Andrew Lawrence gets pinned, they win. So there's 20 seconds left, yeah. 28 seconds left for Andrew Lawrence to avoid being pinned. Andrew Lawrence heads in, the coach says, give it everything you got. And then he says the title of the movie, leave it on the mat. <laughs> that is it. Um, Andrew Lawrence hits a big lateral drop. T-Rex Taylor gets a two-point reversal. Andrew Lawrence hits the fat man roll. He holds T-Rex down, holds him, holds him. And he's won or not lost. Yeah. But yeah, so the win goes to Turner, but so the team he, win goes to the Huskies. But he, and I'm very confused. So he, he pins T-Rex, right? D- d- I don't. Or maybe no, he doesn't. No, but he can't, he can't have pinned T-Rex because okay. T-Rex wins the match. So, okay. So what happens in a very physical, literal sense is that he pins T-Rex to the floor. Yeah. But it isn't. But a in a wrestling scoring way, he has not pinned T-Rex. Yes. So T-Rex wins because T-Rex Turner is inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> However, by not losing so badly, Andrew Lawrence has successfully not won, but also not lost. And the team and the Huskies go to state. Good job, Newfield, growls T-Rex. I'll see you at state. Yeah. Good Good job, Newfield. I'll see you at state, pleasantly says the hated T-Rex Turner, who is <laughs> yeah. nice. Turns out he's nice. He yeah. says, and that move of yours? It won't work again. Just saw mutual respect and just nice. Yeah. Seems nice, nice guy. The team lift Andrew Lawrence aloft on their shoulders. All of his family and friends are there. This is one in the eye for music nerds everywhere. Yeah. Phil Pavone from the newspaper asks uh, Andrew Lawrence, now do you feel you've earned the right for me to do a story on you? And Andrew Lawrence is like, sure, I guess. But first he wants background. So he goes to ask John, hey, John, you've been wrestling for four years. What makes this season so different wrestling with a blind teammate? And then John says... Who's blind? Yeah. And then the whole team pretends that Andrew Lawrence isn't blind. Yeah, they're all like, they're all we like, never noticed he was blind. They're all like, what? No, he's not blind. Yeah. Get, check your facts. In a way, I mean, they're like f***ing with the journalists, right? But, yeah. But in in such a, such a straight-faced way that I was like, do they do they not know? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> I confusing. interpreted it as like, it's clearly supposed to be a show of team solidarity because the movie is attempting to sort of clumsily stick... The the, the 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 thing that it doesn't matter that that he's blind or not blind what matters is his team spirit and and that he did his best and that they yeah. all did their best mm-hmm. and that he's one of the team now but it is so odd and crucially the journalist who was going to write a nice story leaves <laughs> Like he just sort of shuffles away yeah, because because everyone that. is just like, no, who's blind? Yeah. No, he's not blind. He's not blind. There's no one blind on this team. You You're need crazy. To che- you need to check your facts. So the journalist sort of shuffles, shuffles away. off, and that's we go triumphantly out. And that's the end of his. <laughs> that's that's the end of his year of and work indeed. as an embedded journalist in the Andrew Lawrence story. Yeah. So after an incredibly low stakes wrestling meet and yeah. them dismissing this journalist, yeah. That's that's pretty much it. Mary Beth and um, Andrew Lawrence have a bit of a dance. He says, "He says, would you like to dance? All you got to do is feel the flow, which is what she said to him earlier in the film. And and then it's the end of the movie. The credits roll. And oh my God, there's a special song. There's a wrestling rap. <laughs> a special rap. A special wrestling rap. Can we hear the special wrestling rap, please? 
Andy, of course we can. To the mat we attack and we'll never let up. You better get up and take one for the team or we'll get fed up. It's one for all, the sun will shine for us. We'll run you over like a bus and we'll leave you in the dust to discuss just how hard we can hit. Surround you like a mosh pit, you think this is it? It's a headlock. I'll drive opponents to the mat like it's bedrock. You can't catch me, I move too fast and I proved it. Last time we had a meet, it ended in defeat for your team. Fatigue to the back when we start to attack. You retreat to the back when we step to the mat. You retreat to the back when we start to attack you retreat to the back now you're going to the mat you're going to the mat it's a matter of that you're going to the mat it's a matter of that going to the mat you're going to the mat it's a matter of that going to the mat you're going to the mat it's a matter of that going to the mat going to the mat it's wow what were they trying to do? I fe- it feels like he was sort of trying a bit to be Eminem. Did you get that? Uh, I mean, I mean, a, if I say a bit, I don't want it to imply that I think it was a bit like Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I got, yeah, a bit. What an odd, that was so weird. And considering that, like, music has been a thing in the movie... But Andrew Lawrence's character is writing this sort of hard rock, all-American piece of fight music. But also he plays jazz. But also he plays jazz. And neither of those are the genre that they opted for. No, they went for terrible rap. They went for the worst song in the world. (laughs) (laughs) What if we finished it with, wait for it, the the worst song ever written? And that is Take It All to the Map. (laughs) What did you say earlier? Flipping all around (laughs) And that was flip and flop all over the shop (laughs) Those are actually some of the lyrics from the ending rap (laughs) I hit and I hop and I flip and I flop all over the shop Uh, Okay, closing thoughts on I don't uh, know really Um, Take take me out to the ball game Take me out to the ball mat Yeah I think um, it's, it's so earnest as to be overwhelmingly dull. Yeah. I feel like for all its clearly good intentions to tell a a nice story about acceptance and accessibility, it it doesn't actually end up really feeling like it has anything to say about Andrew Lawrence's blindness. No. The, The fact that he is a blind person really, really sort of moves to the background of the narrative after like the first 15 minutes or so. Yeah. And then it's just... It's just a straight wrestling. up sports decom. It's just wrestling, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, did you have any closing thoughts? I feel like this movie suffered uh, yes. in my specific experience of watching it. <laughs> right. In that I went yesterday to the cinema to watch the A24 film, The Iron Claw, <gasps> which is um, about wrestling. And then I came home and watched this. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's like a, oh, it's like a double bill. I double billed it with The Iron Claw, which made for a kind of, you know, thematically appropriate double bill. But oh. it did mean that this this film suffered quite badly in comparison. That is rough. Yeah. That's like me doing Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off with stomach flu. That is like... <laughs> that is, that is yeah. rough. Oh, Andy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Similarly disruptive to the process. Yeah, similarly yeah. disruptive to your system. Yeah. Yeah. To your body and mind. You know, Andrew Lawrence, um, I think he's, you know, he's a charismatic actor. I I enjoy him in in things. Yeah. Even though I think his character in this was quite unpleasant. Yeah, of course. And there are there are fair, fair questions that, that would probably be asked if this movie was made nowadays. Yeah. About a sighted person playing oh, the, yeah. the role of a blind person. 
Um, I, yeah, I suppose it, it's ne- you don't get the impression that at the time that was like a consideration. It's one of those like, no. yeah, it's one. It's one. It's another one of those ones that like you know some Disney Channel executives were like high fiving each other and slapping themselves on the back for like absolutely nailing inclusivity. Yeah. Look at us tackling the, tackling the issues. Yeah, over yeah, here. we nailed it. Yeah, we did a great job. Absolutely, absolutely nailed it. Now, where's that worst rap in the world? <laughs> I ordered. Oh, here it is. This movie features a couple of really terrible raps. <laughs> and some of the worst beatboxing I've ever heard. And I think that is a fine place to finish. Yeah. Uh, right, Andy, can I read you an email? Please do. Okay. This email comes from a very brave listener called Adam. A very brave little boy. <laughs> a very brave, a brave little boy called Adam. Adam writes, <laughs> and I and I cannot... <laughs> I cannot get my head around the bravery required to do what Adam has done. Okay. Hey guys, so I took a pretty strong edible last night before starting Can of Worms. Jeez. <laughs> because, oh God. because I suppose it's not super important to Adam whether or not his mind falls apart like wet cake or not. <laughs> Adam says, oh. I had to switch it off in the first 15 minutes because I assumed I'd maybe gone too heavy judging from how hard it was to understand literally anything happening on screen. Mind you, this is even before the aliens showed up. So I tried again this morning with a clean slate and now I'm not even sure I ever sobered up. Adam, I am so glad you stopped before the before, before the, bomb the aliens showed, turned up. Before the bomb showed up. That I don't surely, think we will be having this conversation, Adam. I was stone cold sober when I watched Can of Worms and I feel like mm. my brain barely survived. I was stone cold Steve Austin when I watched <laughs> Can of Worms. <laughs> And I was the better for it. But nevertheless, nevertheless, thank you, Adam, very much for that email. I enjoyed it greatly. And yeah, I I applaud your gumption. Um, If you would like to get in touch with us about, well, anything we've discussed recently, can of worms or going to the take mat, then why not email us at mumcantcookpod at gmail.com. And hey, guess what? We have some new merch. Well, newish. That's right. We have a T-shirt. Uh, which you can get by going to bonesforbowser.com yep. uh, or momcancookstore.com mm-hmm. um, to declare yourself a proud member of the Skeleton Roundabout Owners Club yep. um, from our Can of Worms episode. So if you don't mind having no time to do anything else because of all the sex you're having. <laughs> <laughs> Put this T-shirt on when you're ready to have a lot of sex. Because it declares you a card-carrying member of the Skeleton Roundabout Owners Club. Yep, but beware, it's a double-edged sword. You'll never really know if they like you for you, or if (laughs) they just want to go on your Skeleton Roundabout. They're just one of those fake Skeleton Roundabout friends. Hey, if you can't bear the thought of having to wait a fortnight for another Disney Channel recap, then simply do not put up with that. Yeah, don't. And instead, go to patreon.com forward slash extra helpings, and that way you can get weekly episodes of Mom Can't Cook, because fortnightly on the alternate weeks, Andy and I release an episode where we recap So Weird, which is a Disney Channel TV show that's about kids investigating paranormal things and haunted bits of driftwood and aliens put telekinesis in wheat and that sort of thing <laughs> yeah it's as good as it sounds and just by signing up to the patreon you'll get access to the full archive um we've got over 20 hours of podcasts yeah extra podcasts there for you to listen to and you'll get every new episode when it comes out exactly. directly into your feed exactly. spotify or your apple podcasts or what have you get your mom can't cook extra helpings fix at patreon.com forward slash extra helpings andy what are we doing next please uh, okay, the next Disney Channel original movie 
that we will be doing is, Luke, you'll enjoy this one, I think. Okay. It's 2001's The Jenny Project. Ooh. I will now read you the description. Uh, we haven't seen this one. We haven't, no. It's a new one to us. Tell me about it. An 11-year-old boy develops a close friendship with a chimpanzee from Africa yes. who is learning sign language. That's right, Luke. It's an ape movie, your favourite kind. Yes, my favourite genre. A chimp... Oh, yep. there's a, I didn't know there was a decom... A, a chimp decom. There's an ape decom. An ape decom. This is and tremendous. it's got Cosmo Cola in it. What? Yeah. Oh. Cosmo Cola's in it. Earl Bowen, the voice of LeChuck from the Monkey Island Games, is in it. No way. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be so, so great. Who plays the chimp? Um, Cosmo Cola. <laughs> so, <laughs> can you go on IMDb and find out the name of the chimp? Who plays the chimp? Uh, I can. You know yeah. how normally it'll be like, oh, and the chimp, Jenny, played by Rusty. <laughs> I just would like to know the chimp's name. Maybe it's in the trivia section. Maybe the chimp is entirely CGI. An entirely CGI 2001 chimp. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like a PlayStation 1 cutscene. <laughs> it's like Ape Escape. Um, it doesn't say here the name of the chimpanzee. Who plays chimp? Who played chimp? <laughs> Who played chimp? <laughs> Who played chimp? <laughs> chimp in Jenny Project? Okay, well, I've got a fortnight to research this and I will do little mm. else. Okay, good. So come back for our recap of... The Jenny Project, Andy. I'm not so. I'm not listening. I found the names of there were two chimps. What? Who? Yeah, called yeah. Bella and Ellie. Oh, Bella and so Ellie. Yeah. All right. Well, come back in Thanks, a fortnight. HumaneHollywood.org to see how. Wait, hang on. Did they give it the stamp of approval, or is this a kind of like? Uh, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Or is this for like from a news article of something that happened to Bella and Ellie? <laughs> It received modified certification from the Humane Society. Oh, that's that's bad. That's <laughs> is it, that's is pretty it, bad. I think I'm pretty sure. Bad? Doesn't the Humane? Cer- I'm pretty sure they either give it like I think it's like either a big thumbs up and anything other or, than a big thumbs up. Modified is a, certification is a big thumbs okay, down. Okay, we'll find out what that means before next time. Speed Racer got modified certification because someone hit the chimp. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on back next time to our good podcast. Where we'll talk about apes. <laughs>